Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Red Hot Comic Book Movie News. Defenders of the Earth. Defenders. The Weekly Planet. The Weekly Planet. Welcome back, everybody, to the Weekly Planet podcast, Mason, where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. My name is James, also known as Mr. Sunday. With me, as always, my co-host, as mentioned, as I do every week up top, Nick Mason. You changed one thing in the opening there. I don't know what it was. I don't know either. You changed one word or you, you, you changed the timing slightly or you moved a word around yep. and it's thrown me completely. This is going to be the worst episode we've ever done. I figured it out. Yes. We're both facing the opposite walls. We're not looking at each oh, other. That's what it is. That's what's different. We're, it's the important It's the important cue of looking at another person's <laughs> face as you speak to them. Exactly, you know? Mason. And that's also, that's a lot of movies is that, isn't it? We should do it fighter pilot style. <laughs> where like, or bobsled style. Absolutely. We're both facing forward. Tandem parachuting? Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> it's a two-person, a two-person yeah. something. Well, I know? mean, that's what we haven't done is, you know, uh, we we haven't explored all the options of just stupid stunt podcasts. That's true. We yeah, definitely should have done. You know, uh, our pals over at Auntie Donna have done uh, the car podcast. Yep, they've done a boat podcast. Yep, we should do um, just stuff that isn't going to work, and we have to throw away the audio. Interesting. You know? I like this idea. Pretty I like good, putting right? a lot of effort into a thing that doesn't work. <laughs> right? You know I love that, Mason. And all, But also what we could do yeah. is not do it and say we did it and we lost the audio. That's true. You know? Perfect. Okay, huh. cut all this. <laughs> Some sad news, folks. Yeah. We did record this um, on the International Space Station. That's right. But Buzz Aldrin. Facing different walls. That's right. But Buzz Aldrin lost the audio. so Typical as well. Yeah. And he told us the moon landing was fake. It's true. He did say he that. He told us. Yeah. 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 And he wasn't joking, it was sincere. It was very sincere. Yeah. We didn't even ask. He said it unprompted. <laughs> I think he's just caught, got tired of living the lie, yeah. you know? That's cool. Yeah. Mason. Hello. Speaking of living a lie. Oh, yes. The people in Hollywood. One of the things we're going to talk about this week, and okay. there's uh, time codes below, they're not paying people enough. That's true. And they're lying and saying that they are paying enough. Mm. That's one of the things we're going to talk about. Oh, yes. We're going to talk about Tom Cruise stepping in to yes, negotiations. Right. We're going to be talking about how Aquaman 2 is... In an interesting state. Interesting. For multiple reasons. We're going to get into Blue Beetle. Uh, we're going to get into some movies maybe being delayed. We're going to be talking about Masters of the Universe for a second time oh, Wow! in a week. Oh. You know, 
perfect timing because we covered it in Caravan of Garbage last Thursday. We're going to also do new trailers, including the Marvels and Invincible Season 2, plus some Comic-Con stuff happened, didn't it? It was Comic-Con. It certainly was. But Comic-Con sans celebrities and actors it and seemed movies. Not, it seemed nice. It seemed nice. <laughs> there was, seemed to be a lot of room in a lot of those auditoriums yeah. if you wanted to stretch your legs or put a, you know, a some food next to you or your bag or something on the yeah. seat next to you, or, you know. Saw some announcements for some comics and stuff I wouldn't normally see and I went, oh, yeah. I don't remember any of them. But no, I'm like, that's oh, right. Yeah. They were largely unmemorable, but just the <laughs> just the, just the idea that it was presented to me. That's where it started. Pretty incredible, though. yeah. Well, yeah, isn't it amazing to have a Comic-Con that's largely about comics? Mm. Fascinating. Indeed. And then we're going to get into the two big movies of the week, Mason. That's right, folks. It is Barbenheimer week. That's right. Uh, and I'm going to do that joke where I go like, we're going to talk about the one where a person has an existential crisis and maybe it's the end of the world or whatever. And then Mason will say, and then we'll do Oppenheimer. That's nice. going to come up in the show, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you flip it. Oh. You flip it. Was I'll Barbie s- about the end of the world? Well, in some ways it was. Interesting. Of a world. Oh. There was a lot at stake. That was a lot at stake. A lot at stake, Mason. <laughs> it's true. Let's get into this. Time codes below. All Thank right. you, Collins, for putting them there. Variety is saying... That Warner Brothers are thinking about. Okay. <laughs> wow, what a, what a, what a, we're just a couple of gossip hounds now. We certainly are. Uh, pushing the dates, the release dates of Dune Part 2. Dune the Part color Dune, pur- Dune, Dune. That's right. The Color Purple and Aquaman 2. Mm. Now, this is very early days. And the reason, of course, this might not be happening is the stars in these movies. And- color Purple and Aquaman. What is this? The bloody, um, what's the basketball team and they have the. The LA Lakers? No, they have the... The Charlotte Hornets? Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Those colours. That's pretty good, actually. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well yeah. done. Thank you. Um, because they need... I mean, there's big stars in all of these. If you don't know, The Colour Purple is uh, is a remake. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one, and Oprah Winfrey's behind it or whatever. So so you've got all the people in Dune mm. and The Colour Purple and Aquaman too. They mm. can't promote any of these big movies under these the, the strike regulations. That's true. So Warner Brothers are like, maybe we shift these then. Except Blue Beetle, we're just going to push that out. That's just that's coming out no matter what. I wonder if anybody's gone, hey, what if we just did a switcheroo? Mm. What if we got... Um... What if we got like we get we we get Oprah to promote Dune? Yeah, we get Timothy Chalamet to promote the color purple. Okay, um, Jason Momoa can do. He can still do Aquaman. He can just do Aquaman <laughs> and Dune. He can do both because he's probably in both. Oh, he is in both. He is in both. Probably. He'll be in the next one. I imagine. He'll okay. be in the next Dune. I imagine. Dune I think three. he's still dead. In okay, he's still dead. He's still dead. They'll, in they'll Dune probably too. check in on his corpse though, <laughs> That's won't right. they? And he can give a wink like, yeah. like I'm not really dead. <laughs> I'll be back for the next one. Ding. <laughs> Ding. So, yeah, I'd imagine a lot of movie studios uh, are considering this because so much of their movie, and we've mm. seen that in the releases of the two this week, I mean, how much of this movie was just driven by promotion that's and, true. and fun little things? Oh, that's what I uh, learned this week. Eric Banner is delaying the, the dry, dry part too, too yeah. because he said apparently the success it's of the light. Wet. It's very we got to wait for it to dry. We, yeah. put it, we put it on the line. <laughs> we put the reels on the line. But we had three three cloudy days in a row. My wife said put it in the washing in the, in the dryer, but I think it'll it'll shrink. Can't do that. You know, everybody have to watch it. it on their phones. Can't do that. Yeah, can't do but, it. But uh, apparently, the success of the last one was largely down to just good word of mouth, and he did a lot of interviews and that sort of stuff. Yeah. So he's like, "Well, we if we can't do a big promotional push, we'll wait." So. Yep. Interesting as well. I didn't. I didn't know he had the power to be like. We're, we're yeah, he's a big this. time producer on that. Go. Well, it's the, Claire. Actually, I can't remember the name of the author. I've read. I've read that book. I've read both of those. Mm. Well, a few of her books. What's the name of the author? Claire did an interview with her on yeah, on her right. show. Uh, Jane Harper. Yeah, she's go. very very nice and yeah, really talented author. Mm. Some say. 
Yeah. I and, say that. And she said, go ahead with a movie. And yeah. Barrett Banner's like, no, I won't do it. This is out of your hands now, Harper. <laughs> Merrick Banner. You know, I was Poyter. <laughs> yeah, I still am. That's right. I can still do it. <laughs> Don't make me bring out Poyter. <laughs> so that's fun. Look yeah. forward to what's going on there. Mm. Uh, and here's some here's, here's a word from Big Netflix. Oh, yeah. Their, C, their co-CEO, Ted Sarandos, okay. came out and said, let me start by making something absolutely clear. I'm afraid. I'm afraid <laughs> of what's going to happen. <laughs> There's a real emperor's new clothes situation going on here. Yeah. People, our investors are going to realise we're just throwing their money into a toilet. And by emperor's new clothes, I mean I've been literally nude since I started here. That's right. Because I'm so rich, nobody can say anything. This is what he said. This is the quote I'm reading. Wow. Didn't know you got into the quote, but we got into the quote. <laughs> uh, this strike uh, is, is not an outcome that we wanted. Mm. So I also want to say, if I may, on a personal level... We would have preferred to just pay people no residuals and they'd shut up about it. That's what we would have preferred. I'm nude. (laughs) I was raised in a union household. My dad was a member of the IBEW Local 640. He was a union electrician. And I remember his local because the... Uh, that union was very much part of our lives when I was growing up. And I also remember on more than one occasion my dad being out on strike. And I remember that because it takes an enormous toll on your family financially and emotionally. It's interesting that you remember these things and experience them. And you're like, God, it's hard. Is there any more to that? Is there any more? No, that's that? pretty much it. It's because like, a... it's, I empathize. Yeah, and- yeah. My dad was in a union and that's it. This is called the Anthony Albanese method. Yeah. Uh, for people that don't know, Al, the Australian Prime Minister, that people are always asking him, hey, uh, hey, Albo, what are you, you going to do about uh, really poor people? Are you going to help out some really poor people? I grew up really poor. My mum was poor. Yeah. Anyway, moving on and you're like, ah, uh, ah. <laughs> uh, you're so poor. We were poor. And that's so I very, experienced being poor. Yeah, that's very relatable. But now I'm rich. Yeah. See you later, losers. That's pretty good though that he did that. It is good, isn't yeah. it? Man, yeah. Real yeah, man yeah. of the people. Agreed. Uh, so see Robert Cargill, who you might know. Well, he started at... Uh, the name sounds familiar. Well, he he wrote... He was a film reviewer. Oh. But he wrote Doctor Strange. The like Black, us. Yeah, like us. We also wrote Doctor Strange. Nice. Uh, the Black Phone. Have you seen The Black Phone? Not yet, It's a good no. horror movie. You should watch it. Mm. Uh, he said, for those of you not in the industry wondering how the talks are going, they aren't. Uh, the AMPTP isn't, me- yes, isn't meeting with anybody. They aren't negotiating. They're quite li- literally waiting us out, hoping enough of us will starve or lose our housing. That's it. That's their negotiation tactic. So that's fun, isn't it? Mm. Well, don't worry because Tom Cruise is here. Oh, I thought you were going to say don't worry because the uh, ice cream so good lady was moving to Hollywood <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> to start her own reality show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's really weird about I mean, honestly, you do your ice cream so good thing. That's incredible yeah, that, yeah, you, yeah. that you've made that In a that way, work. we're doing our own ice cream so Completely good agree. Yeah. It's all content, man. That's right. Like, I get it. But then I saw a video of her being like, I'm going to Hollywood, and I'm like, wow, the, the ice cream so good thing is better than, like, just you in a video. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, I, that's mean, Mason, but she was being rude. Mm. Uh, anyway, THR said that Tom Cruise joined a Zoom meeting in Dune. June. Oh, in Dune. In June. Back sorry. in Dune. Sorry, my brain. Mm. My so this brain. is pre-strike. Yeah. And he was looking for support for stunt performers and safeguards around AI, which makes sense also considering his big movie, mm. you know. And I think what's really interesting about that is because in addition to lobbying studios and streamers on behalf of SAG-AFTRA, Cruz is said to have asked the union con- to consider allowing actors to promote films during a strike given the fragile state of movie theatres. Mm, that's right. Uh, because he, of course, had a movie upcoming and he needed to fly around the world that's and, right. and do a million press junkets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. obviously this was like a thing of like, well, you know, it would be cool <laughs> if right. actors could 
the a big element of their job. Maybe they could just keep doing it. Maybe not all actors, maybe just the king of actors. <laughs> Me. If you I mean, wanted to name one. Yeah, if you wanted to name. <laughs> if, if maybe all actors could nominate a representative, like maybe a guy has been in the industry for a while and he could represent <laughs> all movies, you know? That's great. Yeah. He also said this is a reminder. Uh, the idea is that it's reminding his union that promotion matters to actors too. Right. I would say not doing that would remind people more of that. That's true. If you stop doing it yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they're like, maybe we should delay all our movies because mm. we need the people in them yeah. to promote them. I also think that a lot of actors, if given the choice between uh, getting paid more to do a movie and then like residuals and having to fly around the world for three months and yeah. like eat weird foods yep. and, and answer autocorrect questions or whatever, they probably just take the money. Answer questions in a hotel room and whatever. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's good to work with him. Yeah, no, there were some pranks on set. We went to one of those one time. When yeah, we, we interviewed did. we interviewed Edgar Wright. We were probably there an hour in total, and even that, I'm like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> Just sitting around, like, yeah. <laughs> like you know. there was so much sitting around. We got there, <laughs> and then we had to wait in the lobby, and then they moved us up to like one level of the hotel, and yeah. then we waited, and then we had to move to a second level of yeah. the hotel and wait more. And it was very nice. It was lovely. Yeah, that that wasn't the element of it, but I just imagine doing that. Yeah. for three months. I got the sense that. He would have preferred to do more long form interviews. Yeah. We everybody got 15 minutes. Yeah. And it feel like for me as well, like it felt like you're just sort of building a rapport with them and yeah. then you have to leave. Yeah. And it's like, well, we just got the game of Uno happening. Yeah, that's we right. We were well into it. <laughs> and then it, yeah, and I was like, it. reverse, reverse, <laughs> skip, Uno. What now, Edgar Wright? What now? <laughs> and he was like, take these men away. <laughs> and they did. Mm. Apparently, though, someone who was there said the Tom Cruise thing Okay, in the Zoom. It felt uncomfortable, uh, says a source who was present. Okay. Love that. Yeah. So, you know. I mean, yeah. it's a good thing that he's talking about. <laughs> Tom Cruise on a Zoom would be like, look at the Mona Lisa. His eyes would follow you no matter what. You'd move to the other side of your room and you'd be like, he's still, I don't understand. <laughs> exactly. I have my camera turned off. How is he doing this? <laughs> So, yeah, the the snap performing thing and the safeguards around AI, I absolutely I completely yeah, uh-huh. agree with that. But I think clearly that was just like, I've yeah. got a big movie coming out and mm. can I please promote this yeah. movie? Now, apparently uh, A24 distribution, Yeah, if you've, if you've done an A24, if they're releasing through A24, you're allowed to because they just went, what do you want? Okay. Yeah. Like they just agreed there are to a number all the terms. Of, now, so. I had a list, but I ended up taking it out of like properties that are coming out, like independent productions mm. and whatever. And you probably haven't heard of – most of them. Yeah. That's not why I took them out, but maybe it is. Yeah. You know? There are there are some movies that are getting away for some for some reason because mm. they're independent or they're they're yeah. super low budget or something like cool. that. So uh speaking of, now obviously people are asking James and Mason. Yes. You're big time scabs. <laughs> Who are you guys? Yeah, and that's yeah. true. We, we know are. you're scabs, we don't know anything else yeah. about you. Um I mean we're the show is pretty much gonna continue as normal. This will probably come up every week and if not every other week. Yeah. This is obviously something that we support, but we're not doing any promotion for yeah. anything based on based on the the no. SAG after rules that we have seen on yeah. Twitter. Uh, yeah, we're not in anything. No, we're not in anything. We're in it for ourselves. That's exactly right. Uh, but apparently, we are allowed to still do in solidarity. Yeah, we decided we would follow the rules. But we're still we're still allowed to review. But if if a company was like, "Hey, do you want money to say?" Yeah. To say, hey, why don't you check out this movie? Well, we can't do it. So. Yeah, or we'll do it, but we won't tell you we took the money. That's right. And if you see an ad appearing, it's ironic. Yeah, and we yeah. did it as a joke. Yeah. Or we did it a year ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. So we've got one for, what is it? I recorded Invasion. one for Secret Invasion like, I don't know, like a month before it came out or whatever, whenever uh-huh. I recorded it. That, I guess, 
Oh, that finishes this week. Yep. So you might hear that. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I don't yep. think there's anything else in the, like that we've there pre-recorded. That's but, happening. yeah, I, I did check because we're like, well, this is a big week for reviewing movies. Mm. And if they were like, you can't yeah. review anything, we're like, well, what, what are we going to Yeah. Gonna... Also, we're going to recommend that nobody goes to the cinema ever again. <laughs> yeah. In solidarity. Yeah, That's nice. not us, though. No, that's right. Because we like going to the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and also it would be nice if – the cinemas were empty. Oh, so busy yeah, this week. Out, right? So busy. Oh, my God. I snuck in because I was like, I'm going to see Barbie Wednesday night and then I'm going to see Oppenheimer Thursday night. Yeah. Barbie got in by the skin of my teeth. Yep. One seat yeah. by itself. And I'm like, whew. Absolutely. Thank God they didn't have more friends and I have no friends. <laughs> Aquaman 2. Oh, yes. Is going in for its third round of reshoots. Oh, no. Yeah. So it's orig- not necessarily a bad thing, but it might be. <laughs> this time it seems to be. Yeah. So originally... Uh, spoiler alert for the thing that's not going to happen. It was going to feature Michael Keaton in a Nick Fury type role. That's right. Because that we talked about this. The original idea was they needed a linchpin for the DC yeah. EU before Gunn came in. That's right. Peter Safran. A gun. A gun. That's the linchpin of the DC universe. That's right. Just a gun. Just a gun. And not an important gun. <laughs> no, not not the... like the gun that shot Batman's parents. No, just no. a gun they found. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, that's cool, they always say. That's right. Damn. So then they reshot, and we saw this because bang, yeah, very good. Ben Affleck was put in, yes, because if you remember, the ending of the Flash originally was going to be Ben Affleck was stuck in the multiverse or whatever. Oh, was it? Okay. There was even a image of that surfaced online where he's like, "Barry, you got to save me. I'm stuck in the multiverse or whatever." Okay, right. But Ben Affleck is gone. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so because now it's neither of those things. Yes. But they still need some uh, some changes. So this is via THR. After one round of test screenings, new Warner Brothers bosses Michael DeLuca and Pamela Abdi got involved as they were running D, uh, point on DC until Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav could find a permanent DC boss to replace Hamada. So this is before James Gunn. Okay, right. Sources say that in the fall... Abdi took a strong creative stance and got involved in the editing of one cut. However, when the vision tested, it scored lower than the previous version, and this, oh, no. led, this led to another round of reshoots. No. Now, apparently the reshoots, the last one that happened, they went pretty well, and they completed five days of work in four. Okay. So that's good. Uh, but so, so, And they're saying that it's kind of a mess. Okay. I mean, this is early days. Things get fixed all the time. Yeah. You know, every movie has reshoots. Uh-huh. This is That's very true. normal. And here's something from the article they say, but the fact that Warners is willing to keep spending money to make the film better shows the studio has studio has faith in the Lost Kingdom. Or it's that kind of like sunk cost It's situation. panic editing, I yeah. think. It's, it sounds a little like panic editing. They, yeah. They're like, it sounds like somebody's gone in the room and gone, to see how to see how well the Flash did, not well. <laughs> so we're gonna fix this. What did the f- we're taking out all the Batman? <laughs> What's the opposite? Yeah. That's... What's the opposite? Well, I mean, Batman, Batman's in the sky. Water, water's still good. Water's still good. Okay. What else can we do? Like, I think it's very much a case of like, what did what did the Flash do wrong? We're gonna take all that out. We're gonna put in new stuff. Yeah. When when it's just a case of have you poisoned your brand entirely or. Is that, you know, do people remember Aquaman 1 fondly? Yeah. Probably. Do you think this Aquaman movie is going to be set in the new DCU with Superman Legacy and they're just going to leave everything as it was so the Flash is going to stay in whatever situation occurred there? Yeah, I think and so, And they're yeah. going to move forward. Yeah, I think and so. A- and so Aquaman 2 will just be like, this is the DCU Aquaman, I, I think so, yeah. 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 And they'll they'll say that or they just won't mention it? I think they won't mention it. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I think that I if, if I, based on the reaction to the Flash... I reckon they do not want to touch multiverse stuff ever again. And they shouldn't. No, I don't think they should. Because they fucked it. They basically. really <laughs> did. I think they're just 
I think he might just pick himself up from that alley that he was in yeah. and just start Aquaman 2. Sure. And just won't bring it up again. Absolutely. Mm. Or, or, may- be, or maybe. Maybe it was set entirely in the alley. No, it's in the alley at the start. Yeah. And they, and, the, and it cuts and it's like it starts and he's in a puddle. Uh-huh. And then the, and then Barry goes, oh, no, he actually drowned. He drank too much alcohol and he really drowned. And then it the fades to black and then it goes, meanwhile, in a similar but diff, but other universe. Oh, and wow. And then it cuts to Aquaman wow. in another universe. And he's at his doctor's office and the doctor's like, you better quit drinking, Aquaman. Yeah. Your liver's on a elephant. Cactus, mate. It's absolutely cactus. <laughs> so off the back of that getting reshoots – Blue Beetle has been denied two days of reshoots. Oh, because they blew the budget. No, it's because, according to Box Office Pro, it's going to make between 12 and $17 million in its US opening weekend. That seems low. Uh, and at the top, its domestic run will make would be $55 million. And that is at the top. The low is 27 no. So everybody is thinking that no matter what Blue Beetle is, uh-huh. it's going to bomb. So mm. it could be incredible yeah. and it's still going to bomb. They'll uh, do okay on DVD. <laughs> just kidding. Maybe they just kidding. They'll I'm never press the, one. Oh my god, the budget of this is 120 million dollars. Okay. Oh my god, that's not insane. But it's pretty bad. I mean, yeah. for that, that's really bad. That's that is, bad. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I thought it was going to yeah. be like 80. Mm. That's bad. All right. I don't know who would think that's good. <laughs> god damn. Anyway, it's the first movie in the DCU. Get excited. I think it looks all right. Yeah, like same. genuinely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's not a promotion. No, I wish they hadn't uh, given so much away in the trailer. That is a promotion. Mm. They paid me. DC paid me to be like, <laughs> listen, we made a mistake. Everything you want to see is in the trailer. That's right. Yeah, he's going to fight a red blue beetle. Yeah, yeah, uh, man. Uh, let's move it along to another bit of news. Let's get out of this DC ditch that we're stuck okay. in. Okay, um, DC ditch is a good name for for <laughs> upcoming DC news, though. That's fun. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Uh, so variety. Are saying that a movie based off the Masters of the Universe toy line has been shelved at Netflix. So apparently, Netflix have spent thirty million dollars okay. on this project already. Right. So they've done. They did. They did a Shira series. Yep. They did Masters the of the Universe Revelation. And there's another more kid friendly. Oh, there's another one as well. It's like so a they've done three animated. already, and yep. this was going to be a live action. Live movie. action. Okay, but this is off the table now. Yeah. Okay. It's gone. So other knowledgeable sources estimate all in cost for development at twice that figure. Sixty million dollars is a lot for nothing. Sure is. You know? Yeah. Not not even one piece of concept art. Or... Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there is concept art, but uh, mm. they even cast. There was two different He-Men at one point. They went Noah Senti, the Adam guy, or whatever. It was in. It was in Black Adam. Noah send something. He was. He was the Adam. Adam Smasher. Adam Smasher. Oh, whatever. okay. Yeah, yeah he's that guy. Yeah, okay. I agree. He could have been. Right. So he would have been. Was he the? Was he going to be He-Man or Prince Adam? He was He-Man, and then another guy. And then he left, and oh, then they got another right. guy. Okay, so they weren't they weren't two sides of the same no, no, character. No. They were They're separate. Two, two big men. Okay, right, right, right. Man, yeah. yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Mm. It hasn't happened yet, but we talked about Masters of the Universe last week, the original movie. That's right. And um, and I make a, a comment which some people might perceive to be inflammatory about the character of He Man. Oh yes, and his orientation, and his and his. I'm waiting for shirts. I'm waiting for it to get. By the way, I just want to talk, point out, not derogatory, mm. just a fact. Okay. All right? And I'm just waiting for that to get caught in the algorithm. Oh, yeah, and that's okay. gonna that's going to just come back at me of like people, a big wave. Of people who are not our viewers or listeners but like <laughs> He-Man a lot. Yes. But in a specific way they like He-Man. As they, they like him and they're angry about it. Yes. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, we've met him. <laughs> we've met him. So that's going to roll back our way, Mason. Yeah, get ready for it. Great. Uh, here we go, though. Trailers ahoy. Hey. <laughs> 
Whoa, that dog's barking. Yeah. That must be the boat that we bring in every right? week. Right? Yeah. We did. We do do a big stunt. We bring a, a big tugboat in every week. That's exactly right. And we make them deliver the trailers. That's right. Uh, one was for the Marvels. And it's just they show their phone to us with the trailers <laughs> on it, and we go, oh, yeah, well, I'll look at that on my yeah. phone, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank oh, yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my algorithm's just given it to me. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I actually already cool. watched this one, but thank you anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've been away at sea for like three weeks, so I've seen this already. But mm. So thanks for nothing in a way. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So the Marvels. Look, it's, it's it's mostly the same kind of trailer. Yeah, it's, you know? it is. Yeah, the I mean, I don't again. think it really tells us anything we already know. We don't already know, rather, except for the villain is there. Oh yeah, and it's the new um, uh, Ronan. Yeah, the, the new the accuser. accuser. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. but not Ronan. Yes. Yeah, not Ronan. Mm. So yeah, could be fun. Could uh, be fun. It actually does look fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, when things go go too woke, they go broke, and <laughs> yep. we might be seeing that even this week, Mason. Oh my god! You know, what do you mean? No, it's because Barbie's it's doing really well. Oh, okay, right. It's the opposite. Yeah, it is. It's almost it? yeah. as if that doesn't mean anything. It's almost <laughs> as if that is a completely Sometimes describe. movies just don't do well. Yeah. I was like, yeah. That's... Sometimes people will say, oh, that movie uh, didn't do well because it's woke, and then you can very easily point to another really obvious reason why it didn't do well. Yeah. You know? But it's the, that's the other thing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like uh, there wasn't a good Terminator movie for 25 years, and then they made the, the one that was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. Terminator Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, speaking of... What? Jason Clark. Jason Clark, yeah. He's gonna be in My God, what what a what a cavalcade of mid to high actors. Oh, from anywhere. (laughs) Just I know. The mayor from Buffy. Who's gonna pop up? Oh my god. Who's gonna pop up, Mason? Right? The safe cracker from Zack Snyder's zombie movie. He's in it it for a minute. Right? (laughs) Good lord. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, also there was a trailer for Invincible season two. That's right. It finally has a date. Now, there's going to be eight episodes and they're breaking into two parts. Yeah. The first four are going to be on November 3rd, 2023, and then there's going to be one in November. Uh, sorry, and then the rest in 2024. That's right. But there's also, they surprise dropped an Invincible Atom Eve origin they episode. They did, which is on uh, Amazon Prime. Prime right now. So I haven't just, watched it. Just watch it. Yeah. I won't watch it. Wow. I mean, I'll watch it, but I yeah, haven't watched nice. it yet. Yeah, nice. Do you watch it? I haven't watched it yet, no. How long is it? Are you looking at it now? I'm what looking at it right now. Let's find out by clicking it, and yeah. I, which I have done. Believe it or not, I'd get the boat to bring that in. Actually, oh if, yeah, if you can't. Um, Your video is playing using mobile hours. data. I know. Oh, it's using your mobile data. Get, get out of here! Can't see. I can't see how long. Fifty-five minutes. Whoa! Oh, yeah. I wonder if a lot of them are that long. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because only eight, so maybe it is. Well, it's a bloody bargain, and it's free. Apparently, they planned ahead, so I don't think we're going to get that big a gap between mm. this and season three. Yeah. Oh, also speaking of. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah, mate. The uh, the trailer, one of the trailers for Mortal Kombat One dropped. Oh, the, the combat pack. Which I was going has... to talk about that in another section, but we can do that now. Yeah, we can do that now because it's related. <sighs> I just hate how this is like just meticulously planned. It's like when you go to a fancy restaurant and everything's in a particular, like the bear. It's like it's like a fancy restaurant in that you've written on it, you've written on a, uh, a table napkin with crayon. <laughs> there, that's how you, that's how you've built that. But anyway, the 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 trailer for the the, the combat. I need pack, more juice. The expanded, <laughs> the the expanded roster for Mortal Kombat One, and you know, in the past they've done a bunch of you know they'll do it's it's always sort of vaguely themed, so it'll be like Robocop and the Terminator and Rambo, yeah. etc. Uh, but this time around, it's just like jerks. Yeah, it's like superpowered jerks. So it's, jerk combat. So it's Omni Man from Invincible. Yep. Uh, it's Peacemaker. That was a surprise. Yep. And it's Homelander from The Boys. Three so jerks. Three jerks. Right. Peacemaker is probably the least jerk. Yeah, in a way, yeah, he's a he's story. a reformed jerk in a yeah. lot of ways. Yeah, wow, that's cool, man. It's cool. Yeah, well, let's talk about that because Comic Con 
happened. Oh, yes. Just a few announcements that we can talk about. Uh, one was the next two animated DC movies are Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earths. Mm-hmm. Does that mean they're going to bring together all the different super people that we've seen from different universes? Yeah, maybe. Or maybe we're going to do... It... We told you to stay away from the multiverse, <laughs> right? DC. What were you thinking, we DC? We warned you. God damn. I wonder if it's going to be sort of a reward for everybody who's sort of seen all the modernish the yeah all that all those ones and you know they you know the, there's there's war world ones and there's kind of they've done i think a gotham by injustice yeah gotham by gaslight and all that sort of stuff i wonder if it's going to be rude ones yeah batman I think, ninja exactly I think, yes exactly i think mm. it might be a crisis on infinite earths but not like not an adaptation of the 80s one no but like because that one's bad no, I like it, but uh, yeah, but it's bad. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, but an adapt, but like a modern adaptation using all the stu- the exist the, the newer stuff yeah. that they've created. I think that could that could, that work could be very good. Well, yeah, or maybe just whatever. Or maybe it's whatever. Now another thing that they're it's whatever ad- they can get the rights for and whoever's available to do the voices. I love that. How about this then? What about a Watchmen animated movie? Wow. I mean, do we need that? Considering we had the Watchmen motion comic. Where that one guy did all the voices, including oh, all the girl yeah. voices. That was good, yeah. wasn't it? Now, interesting, because they've done the pirate stuff already. They animated That's true, it. They yeah. They can just slot that in, or are they going to redo it or not do it at They're all? They're going to redo the whole thing, I reckon. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how do you feel about that? How does Alan Moore feel about that? I don't that? know, but I really hope a bunch of people interview him and are like, what do you think about this? And he's like, what do you think I think <laughs> about this? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, man. Yeah. I love that. It's great. You know, it was a big time for Comic Con this year. Yes, people who make those big suits where they look really big in them, mm. they put they put on stilts oh, yeah, and yeah. they're quite like light and hollow. Yeah, I saw a really good. Um, it was a couple. Of, I saw an Apocalypse. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. saw a Rhino from the new Spider Man oh, game. Nice, yeah, yeah, looking good, man. Yeah, like, you often see like a Warhammer forty thousand Space yeah. Marine guy. You know, there's a it's few good because the tiny head. You can yeah, have a tiny head. That's on right. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, they're fun. Yeah. So uh, mentioned that Mortal Kombat. Oh, how do you feel about Watchmen animated? I don't think I even need to see that. I've seen yeah. it multiple times. I've read it multiple times. I've seen different versions of it. I guess I would um, like to see the Dave Gibbons art translated to animation like properly oh, as opposed yeah. to the again, killing joke, <laughs> which was just like, joke. Blah, which will be part of Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh, my God. Um, but as opposed to, you know, the motion comic where it was just yeah. animation in the loosest possible sense. So I guess I would like to see that animated. Yeah. But I don't need to say, I, I guess I would maybe just a short film as opposed to. A long film? I don't need it. I don't need a whole series, really. I don't know if it is a series. Oh, maybe it's a movie. It's a movie. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, we talked about Mortal Kombat 1. That would have slotted in there beautifully. Well, now there's a big gaping hole. Agreed. Real real awkward transition from whatever we're talking about now to whatever we're talking about next. Uh, Harley Quinn Season 4 trailer? God, what a horrible handbrake turn you've just done there. That was I awful. I didn't even watch this one because oh. I haven't finished Season 3. Yeah, right. So I think what is notable about this one, and it looks looks delightful, uh, as, as you might imagine, a uh, bit of bit of fun, a lot of lot of swearing and rudeness. But my favourite part about the trailer was uh, one of the uh, one of the new villains in this season is uh, Snowflame, mm. who is a DC villain famous who get from forgetting his powers from doing a lot of cocaine. Sick, yeah. So that's cool. What kind of powers? I like super strength and whatever. Unearned confidence. Unearned confidence. That's right. Telling you about telling you about his startup, but really close to your ear. I've got an idea for an app. <laughs> God, dude. <laughs> And lastly, we got a look at Spider. Well, there was a there was so much stuff, but Spider Man Two footage 
for, on the PlayStation 5. Oh, right, okay. So, oh, the story trailer. Yes, yeah, yeah. we got that. We're, the debut of Harry Osborne? Yes. Yeah, right. And he goes, well, I'm back. Yeah, that's right. I hope I don't get turned into Venom or He's whatever. my best friend I've never mentioned. Yeah. Here he is. No, he's in the, they mentioned him in the previous yeah, no, game. No, they yeah. mentioned him quite a bit and they talk about how he went to Europe and he's sick, but he's not really sick because, spoiler alert for the end of that game, there's a reveal. I'm not going to spoil it. Oh. Mason, yes. should we move on to the next segment of the show, the movie reviews? Oh, my God. Folks, it's time for movie reviews. Whoa. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So we might kick things off with Oppenheimer. Oh, yes. And then we'll go to a different movie afterwards. Okay, after our spate of crushing depression. That's right. Then Oppenheimer. (laughs) We're in the the depression now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in the depression now before we're talking about the movie. Then Oppenheimer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then maybe a little bit more depression after that. Yeah, that's right. Just a bookend. Oh, sure, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so here we go, Mason. On a budget of $100 million, Ooh. money well spent, I feel. Well, Christopher Nolan has talked about how, like, if there's any CGI in this, I will throw you off a bridge. That's right. Yeah. Though you see him in interviews. He's having fun, isn't he? He seems to be having fun. There's a very fun, speaking of autocomplete interviews, yeah. there's a Robert Downey Jr. Uh, he's a Christopher goof. Nolan. He's uh, in the chair the wrong way at one point. Yeah, right? Yeah. Robert Downey Jr., not. not he would never. Nolan, he would there's never. There's only one way to sit in a yeah, chair, yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's one one foot over the yeah. knee. Also, very wise call getting Robert Downey Jr. and not Killian Murphy in that role. I don't <laughs> yeah. Know. Although, uh, Killian Murphy some years ago did a very good iconic roles yeah. video where he went through all his, you know, 28 Days Later and, and sure. Peaky Blinders and so forth. And that was very, like, very yeah. nice and insightful, but it wasn't wacky. No. You know? He doesn't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, budget of $100 million at the box office on its US opening weekend, it's going to make around $77 million. 
and also $90 million internationally. It's going to bring in around $165 million. Now, I just want to point out, like, this is second to Barbie in, like, a long way. Mm. But this is, like, this is this is a big deal. This, this is, is a big deal. A, especially considering, like, it's good numbers considering it's a really long run, run time. It's got a very mm. specific audience. And it's, I'm not, it I'm not is even, twice the runtime of Barbie. Twice yeah. the runtime. Oh, Barbie's about two hours. Yeah, yeah. So it's about an hour longer than that. It skews probably a bit older, and that's also like the rating of that alone. Mm. So it's interesting that a movie like this can be so big. And it's also interesting that when you look at the movies that have done well this year, uh-huh. when you look at Guardians, mm. when you look at Spider-Verse, when you look at this, when you look at Barbie, it's almost as if you bring in people with a specific creative vision mm. and you allow them to make a version of something they're passionate about. Yeah, that's true. And you pay them properly. Yeah. The, the, the result of that might be a mm. thing that then – Brings you more money that to the studio. Mm. It's just something to think about. Sure. That's to anybody. I'm just <laughs> throwing true, that out yeah. there to the universe. Yeah, um, what was I going to say? Uh, also, you know, for $100 million, that's a bargain when you factor in just just start power alone Who's in, it? in this movie. Everybody's in this movie. We're going to rattle that off. Yeah. But I don't want you to miss out on telling us what you think the story was. Well, here we go. Yeah. Let's do a wacky take on the development of the atomic bomb. Here Woo! we go. Bit of fun. Yeah. Let's, let's have a bit of a muck about. Did you like the bit where he turned back to the guy who made him make the atomic bomb, Matt Damon, after it went off and he went, big enough for you, bitch? That's right. What did you think about that I bit? I love that. I yeah. thought that was cool. Yeah, it was cool. It was very They've taken cool. some creative liberties there. Yeah, that's right. He didn't call him a bitch yeah. uh, in the original that's uh, right. real life thing. He said something racist because that <laughs> would have been the style at the that time. That was the time, yeah. yeah. Anyway, go on. Oh, anyway, okay. So this is a uh, this is a this is this is based on a, a book. Uh, it's and it's a biography of one J. Robert Oppenheimer, the uh, creator of the atomic bomb or the oh my the, God. the the uh, the man behind the development of it, I should say, and his various uh, escapades, escapades, and being a rotten bloke, yeah, and, uh, and uh, just the conflict, the conflict, yeah, and it's, uh, I think it's a, a very compelling watch. It is three hours now. Robert Downey Jr. called it the best movie that he's ever been in. Wow, is he a liar? Well, I think it's one of his best performances. Yeah, I mean, in Doolittle, he pulls a set of bagpipes out of the butt of a dragon. Yeah, but you got to think about this. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, but 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 what I think is interesting about Oppenheimer is he pulls an even bigger set of bagpipes out of an even bigger And he goes, bag. big enough for you, you bitch. bitch. <laughs> but he doesn't say bitch. That's right. He says something racist, Mason. Yeah, that's right. Um, now, what's interesting about this movie is I also found it, like, super compelling. And I've mm. seen a criticism of this and also I think this can also be taken as a credit to like to the construction of this and you know the way that Christopher Nolan has put together this story is that a lot of this is just men sitting in rooms just asking each other questions. There is. It's just that. Nothing <laughs> happens in this. Like, I mean, I, was, I say nothing happens in this movie. Uh, two cities are reduced to rubble by atomic bombs. Yes. Uh, but you never see that. No. Um, and there is no action in this movie. There is not even... There's not even a scene where two scientists get up to scuffle yeah. over disagreements o- over science and Oppenheimer's like, gentlemen, yeah. stop. There's no time for scuffling. It's time to do a big science. This is I the bet the, war- the <laughs> Hitler's, Hitler's scientists probably are doing a big scuffle. I reckon they would be. Gentlemen. I reckon they would be. He wouldn't say gentlemen, though. No. <laughs> he would say, say bitch. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, no, I, I found this. I, I really enjoyed this. I mean, when it ended and I left, I was like, Oh, I feel bad. Right. I feel, but not in a way that like, 
wow, what a terrible movie. But uh-huh. then like, wow, that made me think about a lot of things and, and, and I will continue to think about that probably yeah. for a long time afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it really does stick with you. And I just think, isn't it nice when movies are just about things, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? The, the movie that I would liken this most to uh, that I've seen recently is Tar, which is the, the, the Todd Field Tar, yeah. uh, movie starring Kate Blanchett where she plays just a rotten person. Yeah. Like she's not the worst person in the world, yeah. but she is certainly not good by any stretch of the imagination. And She's stuck in that tar pit. That would make anybody <laughs> cranky. Right. I'm trying to I'm, – I'm trying to – Wave the baton? Yeah, wave the baton. I'm trying to conduct a symphony here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just about a very complicated individual yeah. and some choices that he made. And, you know, I I mean, some, some experts would certainly need to weigh in, but I get the impression that the, the portrayal of Oppenheimer in this yeah. is for the most part quite accurate. Yeah. But it, it's the Christopher Nolan... The method of of creating this movie means that some uh, aspects of his life are very heavily emphasised and some aren't. Yes. So this movie, like some other Christopher, we were wondering, but when before this movie came out, what is the Chris Nolanness of this movie going to be? Yeah. What element of time bending or does Bane show up? Does Bane show up exactly? Yeah. You know, and he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> It's, it's a, Mexican, and it's it's set in Los Alamos. Exactly, so, it's a pre, um, it's a prequel to the Dark Knight. Rises. That's exactly right. But the 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 way they do that is this movie is set in at least a couple of distinct time periods. It's set in the years leading up to World War Two, yep. World War Two, and the immediate aftermath. Yep. and then it's probably broken three ways. Yeah, that's fairly even. But then there's another element, to and it. then there's a then there's a um a, a time period like a, a decade ish later. Where uh, his uh, and it's set set in the fifties during kind of the the time of the House Un-American uh, Activities Commission. Yeah, and I didn't know any of that was going to be in this. By the way, no, I, neither did I. I had no idea. And about the the, of this. the um at and at this point, Oppenheimer's security clearance with the American government is being uh, is under review. Yeah, and in addition, a, another person related to him is 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 eyeing a sort of very important position within mm. the government, and they're being questioned. Yeah, uh, and in, in relation to him. In relation and, to him, yeah. yeah. And so there's that whole segment. But also some of the movie is in colour and some of it is in black yes. and white. And I I got an inkling during the movie. I'm like, okay, and this is like Memento. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what I think is happening is that the stuff in black and white is what is either a matter of public record or what is generally considered to be Consider like by most people as to yeah. what actually happened, whereas the stuff in color is from Oppenheimer's That's perspective. That's what I thought it was initially, uh-huh. until that the black and white part. It's revealed at the end that it's. I guess this is a spoiler, so I won't say exactly what it is, but it is from a very specific person's perspective. Mm. I. I, I, that's how I interpret it anyway. Yeah. 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 I really, because I found, I found that like. Oh, which is all to say that when at my point earlier was oh. that, you know, there are elements to this where you, where you might question, okay, well, why didn't we see this? Yeah. Or this sort of, sort of sprang up out of nowhere, or we never consider this particular group of people, or we never consider, you know, what, what these actions had on other, other certain people. Yeah. And the answer is because these are from Oppenheimer's perspective and he just didn't think about it. No, exactly. Yeah. Or he starts to think about it mm. after the thing happens. Yeah, right. You know, but by then it's kind of he's in a different point of his, in his life. And I think it's, it's a really interesting perspective because I think, 
I think it's more effective the way that they they keep it like mostly centered around him. So when you hear about the bombs going off in Japan, mm -hmm. you see there is not a Japanese person in this movie. Mm -hmm. Like that perspective is not is not looked at at all. And I think that works very well from like, you know, because he gets to distance himself from that and so do the people associated with the bomb for a time. Yes. Until they start to think about like, what does this mean in relation to what we have done here and what does that mm. mean for the world going forward? For so much of it, it's, it is sort of abstract. It's all we're, yeah. we're, we're firing this stuff up in the particle accelerator and we're creating the plutonium and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, they like they would in that time, they just heard about it on the radio or yeah, in, that's in right. the paper. And then, you, you know, you see all these people react. Some people are immediately... Mm. struck with what they've done and some yeah. people are, you know, they just, just are like, well, it's just numbers, it's just numbers. And, and some people are just over the moon, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was really interesting and I didn't think it was ever going to go this way uh, where they didn't make him like an ADHD, like autistic, like fast-talking genius who like – A beautiful mind. Yeah, beautiful mind. He doesn't understand social cues. Or, and I never thought it was going to go that way, but it was nice to see a man – like portrayed in this way, a womanizer. It was nice. Yeah, to say no, that, that's James. what I mean. Like yeah. he's just like he's just he's a dog, yeah. and like he's he's conflicted and he's complicated and he does have his his good qualities, you know. But he's also wrong a lot about the area that he's in. So he's like he's overseeing. He pronounces it nuclear, <laughs> yes. for example. Like he's overseeing the building of the bomb. Yeah. But there are multiple times in this movie where he he has a hypothesis or an idea is like it, he throws down an idea and he's wrong mm. and it'll take the idea of somebody else. So he's not the. It's it very clearly goes out of its way to show that he is kind of he is the developer of this, but he's it's not a singular mind mm, yeah. behind this. And I think it very easily could have been like this is the guy who did it yeah. like on its own. But it is like, it's literally decades of him meeting people and interacting with people and experimenting and working in conjunction with others that made and this cheating thing happen. on his wife and cheating on his wife multiple times mm. that kind of got them to this point. And I, I thought that was really interesting where they're kind of barreling towards this inevitability because you obviously, you know what happens in, in what real happens? life. It's what in real life? A, a terrible, you know, whatever. And you know what becomes of the world mm. afterwards. Yeah. And there's there's like for a lot of this, it's kind of this triumphant thing that they're moving towards and they're racing into the clock because they're pretty sure Germany's also developing a bomb at the same time. Mm. And then when and then it gets to the point where Germany, you know, they they, they retire. They step out of the war mason. Oh sure. <laughs> and then they just decide to go, I guess we're gonna we we have to use this anyway. And mm. it's just like it's I just found it really I think we'll have complicated to talk, yeah, in a really we'll fascinating way. Spoilers, but I think, you know, people We'll talk about how how do you display evil on screen? Yeah, and there's some elements in this. Just some. It, it's not about you know they 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 don't we don't pick we don't see Oppenheimer with you know devil horns and you know no. a wall of fire behind it. But there's just there are some lines of dialogue from characters yeah. in this movie where you go, oh, this is just a not Oppenheimer necessarily, but just a character where you go, oh. You're a monster. Yeah. And he's just a you've just here's just a casual phrase you'll yeah. you'll say and you go, Oh, that's okay. Yeah. You you are you are callous and unfeeling and you're gonna you're gonna blow a city up. Yeah. Do you wanna talk about the actual explosion in itself? Because I for me, I thought that was gonna be like one of the most compelling elements of this uh -huh. movie. But for me, and look, to be fair, I didn't see this on IMAX. Mm. But I didn't I don't know. It uh, the, the way they've they've hidden how they've done this, right? Yes, uh -huh. They've done it practically uh -huh. and, a, and they've cut together a lot of different elements of the explosion and 
we don't know the specifics, but basically they've taken like IMAX footage of a miniaturized like event happening uh-huh. and cut it together with larger explosions right. and, uh-huh. and, and and di- we don't really know and different kind of things happening and, and weaving that in with like reaction times, uh, people reacting to the nuclear test. Right. Okay. And I and sitting in the cinemas, I was kind it kind of disorientated me because I'm like I'm not sure what exactly I'm looking at, how big this is supposed to be. But what I thought was interesting is that's supposed to be intentional. You're supposed to be confused by the mm. scale of what you're looking at. Yeah, right. As I guess if you saw that for the first time, yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what is happening. Right. Oh, mm. you're, you're right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think anything about this movie was done accidentally. No, like any, any exactly. Cho- any choice in this, whether, whether something was included or excluded or whatever, it's like, well, Nolan, yeah. he did that on purpose. And I, I think there's, there's some interviews where Nolan was like, this is like, this is going to, it's it's implied that like the explosion is gonna like you're gonna feel it. Yeah, and I think he just lied about that. I think that was maybe like a get bums in seats situation. Yeah, I like I definitely went out of this you know with a lot of thoughts. But I wasn't thinking about that. No, that's right. Yeah. I mean, the the moment that I felt was most affecting was was I think probably post that where he's in Oppenheimer is in a room yeah. with. All the, I think it's the, the all people the, who work with the, him, yeah. the Los Alamos team, yeah. and everybody's cheering and everybody's stamping their feet, yeah. and everything's like that. That was way more effect, I, because same, yeah. because it's like everybody's like rapturous with yeah. with victory, and they've done this, and he's just he looks like he's gonna die. He looks like he's gonna die, <laughs> and you just see him sort of just God. looking around, and it feels it feels like a man having a panic attack. Yeah, you know, I thought that was really interesting because as opposed to seeing like the gore. Mm. And I know there's been some clips that goes around that uh, that gone around this week. And there's a particular animation I can't remember the name of it, but you've probably seen the clip. It's um it's an anime, and you see the nuclear blast, and oh. it's just like eviscerating people and children. Their eyeballs like melting out of their sockets. And there's none of that in this. Oh, I thought you were we- talking about that that end of the world flash animation. Remember from like the early <laughs> sure, 2000s? Sure, yes, it's very similar to Fly that. Fly the yes. missiles, yeah. but I am really tired. You know that one? Yeah, that haven't happened. The yeah, missiles. Yeah, yes, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. but. It's like the horror of it is like moments like that. And there's like split seconds where he's looking at a woman and it looks like her skin is kind of shedding off her face mm. or whatever. But that's the that's really the extent of it. It's just like light and noise and mm. you're disorientated and, mm. he, and he looks like he's going to vomit. Uh-huh. And that's the kind of – that's mm. the horrendous element of it. And I think that is – that was very effective. Yes. I, mm. I found, yeah. yeah. You know, I thought it was interesting. What's that? Uh, there's – some pretty humorous lines in this. Yes. Often just very dark though. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. at the same time, uh-huh. just like an absolute, like it's almost like this farcical kind of like indifference. Yeah. At I times. mean, Nolan doesn't get enough credit for being funny. Pretty I funny. Think. Yeah. He's funny. I mean, there's, you know, if you think back on almost any of his movies, there are just some, some dry, funny lines. Yeah. You know, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Yeah. Sure. You know, there's a bit in the trailer where Matt Damon's like, this is the most important thing to happen in the history of the world. I remember seeing that being like, settle down, calm down. But within the movie, that's a funny scene because there's a scientist and he's like, oh, I don't know, why should I help build the bomb? And he's like, I don't fucking know. Maybe it's the most important thing that will ever happen. Yeah. Maybe, uh-huh. And, and yeah. it's kind of played like yeah. like he's just, just giving this guy an absolute fucking... Just, just, just getting into it, yeah. and it's quite funny. Should we talk about the cast? I mean, Killian Murphy's oh amazing God. in this. Just, yeah, he's again, just to to portray so this character good. over a number of decades. Yeah, with like minimal changes to hair and makeup. Yeah, um, but just and and running the gamut of kind of big suits. 
The Big high waisted pants. <laughs> that's right. Ooh, skinny waist. I was like, that's how my grandpa dressed. Right? So the day he died. But just like, you know, he he runs the gamut from like, you know, just just kind of earnest and and just a just yeah. a young buck who thinks he's, you know, just eaten a bit. It's interesting because at the start, like he's he's having these visions of like things he can't quite understand and he's contemplating the universe, you know, and, and it's, it's when he, then he starts, he's clearly like falling apart. And then when he starts talking to people about mathematics and physics and, uh-huh. and all these kinds of things, he's that what kind of gets his mind. Cause he's clearly this brilliant mind, a beautiful mind, if you oh, will. Absolutely. And you see him kind of come into himself from working like f- through the work that he does and ha- mm. but then how that then unravels him on the other end yeah right uh-huh. yeah anyway sorry go on oh uh i don't know just that's the i mean that's the performance because it's almost all from his perspective yeah he's in almost every scene yeah and just oscar nom noms would you say oh love it give him an oscar nom nom why wouldn't you <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, he's got a lot of competition in this movie because there's just so many. Gra- Robert Downey Jr. is great in this. He's very good. He's yeah. remembered how to act. He certainly has. Well, he didn't. He talk about how like I did Iron Man for fourteen years or whatever. Yeah, it was. that's so right. He's yeah. like, I didn't know if I could actually do this. Mm, yeah. I I saw an interview with him, and maybe it's the same one that you saw, where he's talking about like the character that he is in Iron Man is very fast talking and whatever, uh-huh. and he's you know he's very kind of upfront about who he is. But the guy that he plays in this, his charisma is only really used for political gain. Uh-huh, and yeah. when he's behind closed doors, he's just like he just he just you seem like switch it off. Yeah, right, right, right. You know? yeah. Uh, Florence Pugh is great. Uh-huh. Old and Aaron Wright. Old and Aaron Wright's because really most, good. Almost all of his scenes are with Robert Downey yeah. Jr. And he's sort of. Oh goes, my god, it's Iron Man and Han Solo. Oh That's what god. I kept saying. That's <laughs> right. What's Han Solo going to say to what Iron Man just said? <laughs> you said. But yeah, like he's you know. He's toe-to-toe with Robert Downey Jr. He was good in Cocaine Bear. He was good in Cocaine Bear. And he's good in Hail Caesar. Yep. And he's even good in Solo. He's good in Solo. But, you know, it's just good good to see that Nolan and or his casting director was like, let's give this young man another shot. Yeah. This young 40-ish-year-old man. I don't know how old he is. Uh, because he was great in this. I really think that good. was really good. Uh, Emily Blunt, Jack Quaid's in this. That's right. Uh, Matt Damon, obviously. Rami Malek. David Dash Malchin, who's... Yeah. How many incredible movies has that guy been in? All of them. Yeah. I mean, a lot of Nolan stuff. Well, I was but... going to say he's also a Nolan alum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dane DeHaan, Josh Hartnett's really good in this. Yeah, that's right. Great hair. So, and then, again, another another guy who, like, you know, he was a young up-and-coming star and he did a bunch of stuff and then he sort yeah. of dropped off the radar a bit. Well, it's interesting because and I saw an interview with Christopher Nolan recently, but I remember reading, like, 10-plus years ago yes. that – Josh Hartnett said that he was asked to be Batman, Christopher oh, Nolan's right. Batman, yeah. and he turned it down because he's like, I don't know if I want to do this. Uh-huh. And he was more interested in the prestige. But what he said he realized at the time was what Christopher Nolan was like kind of saying to him was like, if you do this Batman thing, then this is, you know, like because Christopher Nolan worked with Bale like multiple times. That's true, yeah. You know, but I mean four times probably. Is that right? Yeah, the three Batman and uh-huh, the prestige. prestige yeah. Well, like – you know, come with me on this journey and we'll kind of do this together. And Josh Hartnett, you know, kind of regretted right from that perspective because yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. really wanted to work with Christopher Nolan. Oh. And now he, he, oh, he yes, has. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gary Oldman's in this. Benny Safdie's in it. Yeah. You know, just a, uh, what's his name? Uh, Matthias, what's his name? Uh, Schweffhofer. Uh, he's the, the German physicist you meet at the start. Oh, yeah, he's right. In the, he's in Zack Snyder's. I mean, oh, that's right. He's, he's a director he's as well. Yeah, he's the same director. David Crumholtz is in this, unrecognizable. Crumholtz is in So it. this is this is the third um, 10 Things I Hate About You alumni that Christopher Nolan has stolen for, for his movies. Heath Ledger. And someone J- else. Uh, J- JGL. 
Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. You know so who's he, next? You is wanna, it Julia Stiles? It might be. Yeah. You know what the funniest part of this movie to me was? What's that? After the bomb went off. Yes. And there's like there's complete silence as this kind of thing is unfolding and then you get the noise and the audience like that I'm sitting in. But I feel the, like this movie, we, we're probably going to say best movie ever or worst movie ever and then do some spoilers. Yes. But I feel like this isn't a movie you can spoil really. For me, I, I think there were some things in this historically which I didn't no. Yeah. So I'm glad I didn't know. Like I knew who he was. I knew yeah. what he did. Uh-huh. But I. But beyond that, I yeah. didn't know. Like I didn't know about the trials. I didn't know about like his past and his relation to other political parties, yeah, which right. I thought was handled really interestingly uh-huh. in this. Like the kind. I mean, the mate. You know, it's it's a very. Mm. I mean, aside from just the fact that they bring like a nuclear holocaust that like into the world. Yes. Sure. The, there is a lot of politics outside of that which plays out. That's true, yeah. Um, which also then ties in into yeah, yeah, things yeah. later. Anyway, as I was saying, so the bomb goes off, the audience is completely silent. Most people are just wrapped up in this. I look in front of me and there's a guy with his phone up to his face just doing Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Pokemon Gym near your local uh, local cinema. I thought you were going to say he was looking up Robert Oppenheimer on, <laughs> yeah. on Wikipedia. But oh, no. that's the guy. Oh, this is the guy. This guy's real. <laughs> this guy's real. Um, I think also like in a worse movie. Yes. I think it doesn't go out of its way to be like nobody sits down and goes the nuclear bomb is bad, which yes. it very clearly is. Like it's uh-huh. it's a fucking horrible invention and yeah. it should obviously have never happened. It's yeah. been nothing but a fucking like blight on humanity yes. since it happened. So I think there there's it's interesting the way that they do a lot of wonder and awe in relation to that technology and the persistence and it is a race because they think that they 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 need to beat the Germans to this. Yes. And there is definitely an argument to be made there where if they hadn't have done this, you know, maybe the Germans have got to it would have got to it. Well, they didn't know the right, Germans right. weren't as close as they thought they were. And then, of course, it's the idea of, like, did they really need to drop these bombs? Mm. Probably not. Probably not, It yeah. turns out in hindsight. But I just think... Oh, a Sean uh, YouTuber. Not oh, a guy got a know. great video on that. has a great video on, yeah, on, on, on that the specifically. droppings of the bomb, yeah. And, you know, and not only that, where it's like, like, why would you drop two? He, w- he would be the person, I think, to ask about how accurate this is to... Yes. Because he did, I think he did a lot of research on Oppenheimer before his yeah. video... And I think I think the, I'm gonna watch that again. Actually, yeah, the yeah. the um, I th- and I, and I think it, again it does this this movie does I th- I think a pretty good job if you th- if you assume this is from the perspective of of Oppenheimer yeah this does a good job I think of exploring his thought process in terms of whether he, he thought various things were important yeah. or, you know, why he did th- certain things like uh, so there, you know there is there's an element to this where he's he is pretty much all for it yeah. And then it's only in the aftermath that he he changes his mind about and gets yeah. kind of gets kind of weepy about it, if yeah. you will. Kind well, of let's thing. let's talk about that. Let's get into spoilers. Okay, I'm going to say best movie ever. I I mean, again, I wouldn't say enjoy is the right. No, word, that's true. Yeah, but I just I thought this was just a terrifically made yeah. movie. I think if there's an element I didn't like, I thought maybe the um the Florence Pugh, like the way that was kind of framed and set up, was a bit kind of like that's probably the lecherous. First, that's probably the first thing I'm going to talk about in spoilers. Yeah, okay. But, um, mm. yeah, I mean, this this movie isn't going to win MTV Movie Awards Best Kiss. No. Or Best Punch or whatever. No. Best, but it's, it's, you know. barely a kiss or a punch in that's this. exactly right, yeah. Yeah. Go that's on, right. do you want to say? The, uh, well, we're for in spoilers right now. Yeah. It's time for, time for big time spoilers. Hello. Um, the, the, This movie in Australia is rated MA, 15+, plus for sex scenes and suicide. Yeah. If you take Florence Pugh's character out, 
Doesn't have any of those things. No. Because she, she's in both of those. Also, she might have been murdered. Oh, I didn't Isn't know there that. a frame where you see like a hand like holding her in the tub? Oh, I didn't know that. Because I, I think there is, I looked into it briefly and there is some discussion about. Oh, right. Because she's a communist or perceived oh, to be right, a, okay, a sure, degenerate sure. or whatever. Okay, right. And so they, and because she was close to Oppenheimer. Like there's a there's a character in this played by Casey Affleck. Oh, there's my who, second spoiler. Yeah, I mean, just if you if you want to, you know, a spooky performance. Just a just a a man of just a threatening menace, <laughs> and he's in this movie. <laughs> That's you know? right. Yeah, just that 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 was the shot. Yeah, I heard the voice, and I'm like, is Ben Affleck in this? Yeah, and then it turned around, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> the boy. That's not Batman. Yeah, <laughs> he's only in one scene, and it is yeah. very affecting. Yeah, well, there's a few people like that. Not a that. great bloke by all accounts. No, not a great bloke but, by uh, by any standard. But boy, if you if you want to if you want to put a guy in a movie to just to uh, yeah. just to be really intense and threatening. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that yeah. certainly works. And you see him just run rings around Oppenheimer, who's like this genius. Mm. I mean, I think is also what I think it's what I think is interesting about these particular kind of geniuses and how most geniuses are. They're not geniuses in all scenarios. Mm. Like this guy is yeah. really good at. Being the worst and intimidating, yeah, and so you're not you're not ready for that, are no, you? No, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Not everybody can be Tony Stark. Nobody can, can be Tony or Stark. Or Elon Musk. Anyway, I loved the reveal because I didn't know this that Louis Strauss played by Robert Downey Jr. Uh-huh. Like he's he'd orchestrated the whole kind of uh, the the backlash against Oppenheimer and the, the investigation and looking into his communist like leanings uh-huh. and how it wasn't this big tri- trial open to the public where he would have garnered public support. They just did it in a little room. Yeah, they and didn't they just, room they just rinsed him for, yeah, for days uh-huh. on end. Well, I was going to say as well, like the, the – what, what I think is interesting is when you think about it, the the central plot of the last third of the movie, yeah. the stakes are really small in yeah. a way because it's just about whether Oppenheimer can get his security clearance and if he can't get it that's embarrassing to him yeah. and which you know it leads to the idea of like well that's in his mind mm. this is important to him well know? i think it's important from the sense that it's interesting because Oppenheimer apparently never came out and was remorseful for what happened here uh-huh. but every action that he took after the bomb the yes was a step in the direction of nuclear disarmament right, and okay. also making treaties. And um, and he realised that, well, it's in the movie, that any bomb that they'd make from, you know, the, any new bomb they make, and they talk about the hydrogen bomb, they plan to eventually use. These, are, these aren't weapons to to store. Right. These are weapons to test and use on, on real people. And yeah, he right. becomes aware of that, that, like, they were never not going to drop this bomb. Right. Like whatever the scenario was, yeah, they were yeah. just itching to drop it. And one of the funniest moments in this, and it's very morose, is when, you know, I'm thinking you alluded to it before, where one of the generals is talking about where to drop it, played by James Remar. That's right. And he's like, oh, let's not drop it on Kyoto. Kyoto, because I went, I honeymooned there and it's it's really nice. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so it's so like, like hundreds of, like. Just people saved because yeah. this guy went there one time. That's exactly you know? right. Just yeah. wild. But he's like, yeah, but, and that's the thing, like this banality of evil of just like, well, hundreds of thousands of people have got to die. Yeah, but not these ones because I thought the, the the it was nice. It was nice there, so it can't be I that one. I went there twenty years ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought also apparently this meeting happened where he meets with Harry S. Truman, uh, the the current president, not current president, mm. the president then. That's right. And Oppenheimer comes in. He's current like, president is Bill Clinton. That's right. He's playing his saxophone. Absolutely. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And he's, he's Oppenheimer's like. He's got. He talks about having blood on his hands, and Truman's just like, "Get this fucking loser out of here! Yeah, right. Get uh-huh. this sad sack out of here!" And there's a moment where he's like, "What do we do with this facility that we built, or whatever?" And he's like, "Give it. I don't know. Give it back to the Indians." And yeah. he's like, 
what are you talking about? Like, right. just like, I think it's really interesting that I think the way that he conducts himself and you like Oppenheimer puts on this persona in public and he's, and he's like joshing in hearings and he's kind of this public hero for this thing that he mm, did. He yeah. stopped the war and whatever, uh-huh. but the hearing that he put himself through and he didn't really defend himself. It is this kind of like self-flagellation because he knows right. that he did a fucking awful thing. Yeah, right, okay. And even if it was for a greater good, because we don't really know the outcome of what would have happened if it wasn't, maybe mm. something worse would have happened. Yeah. Maybe something probably better happened. It's, you know, it's, it seems like he put himself through a lot of this stuff because he fucking hates himself. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe. And I was also going to say, like, the, I, I think one of the criticisms of this movie I saw was that uh, when they built Los Alamos, the, the, the mm. testing facility and the development facility, they displaced, like, a bunch of Mexican people who live there and what have you, and yeah. that's not in the movie at all. Yeah. But I think, again, that's because if you're watching this from the perspective of Oppenheimer... He didn't think about yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, I know this place. It's nice. Yeah, right, exactly. And yeah. we can just build it here, this place that I like. Yeah. And now it's like a permanent <laughs> like army facility or yeah. whatever. Um, so Einstein's in this as well. That's right. There's a nice little – Does it take you out of the movie because it's Einstein? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, initially I got it does, used I think. To it, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So there's this kind of overarching mystery. Right. When you see Oppenheimer talk to Einstein. And then talk to Strauss. And then talk Robert to Downey Strauss. Jr.'s character. And – Strass is always Strass is adamant that Einstein doesn't like him because of something Oppenheimer said, and he said it by the lake on this particular day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he was basically lining up Oppenheimer to to just get him publicly eviscerated. Yeah, and then at the very end, it's just revealed that the conversation they have, it's not they're not even thinking about Strass. Like yeah. Strass is so wrapped up in his own political ambitions uh-huh. that it's not it's not a, it's not about you, yeah, man. That's right. <laughs> I it's I think it's a credit to this movie that it has a compelling narrative and it has kind of that mystery to it, that, yeah. that layers and the reveals, given that life often isn't like that and there yeah. often isn't you get to the end and you go, oh, the that thing that I was always thinking about it, the reveal is here and now yeah. it's very satisfying kind of thing. But just a very ominous reveal. I guess if, if we could talk about it. Whereas, yeah. you know, there, there was a there was a threat. It was a, there, was a, a, there was a small chance that if they set off a bomb, it would ignite the atmosphere and everybody would die. And so it doesn't happen. Yeah, so that that was the, because again they were working in completely uncharted territory, and yeah. you know a nuclear explosion is based on atoms reacting to one another. One, you know, one atom being one link in a chain reaction. And that's exactly right. Yeah, whoever wrote that song, John Farnham. There we go. Love that guy. <laughs> um, yeah, and the 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 fear there was a small chance that that reaction would never stop once yeah. it was started, and the atmosphere would ignite, and we would all die. Yeah, but it didn't. Yeah, and we're all right. But but um, are we? But are we? So, yeah, the, the final line is like he's, when he's speaking to Einstein, you find out that he's like, well, actually, it feels like there really is a, something set in motion where we're going to destroy each other with nuclear weapons or whatever. And then, yeah. and then you see the world like a you – know, You see what might be a bunch of missiles launching of, all the, and, and, and the, world the world being, being consumed by, by fire. Yeah. yeah, And then it ends. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, I hope there's a post-credits. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But just really ominous. Come join the Avengers. Why do you, Strauss? Uh, no, I'm Iron Man. <laughs> Whoa. I've switched my acting off. That's how you can tell I'm Iron Man. He's also a very good Iron Man. He is, that's true. That's very true. Yeah, like the idea that... God. I, I mean, you know, I don't like this idea, but I think it is, compel- you know, yeah. there's a small chance that the world ended when we're all in hell right now. You know? <laughs> oh, wow. Just a small chance. I didn't think that's what they were talking about. I thought that's exactly what I they were talking about. I thought he was about. saying it's going to it's going to be an inevitability. Oh, We're right. like, this will happen. Reg- no, I thought it was that we're all in hell. Oh, really? I, no, I, I don't know. You could- 
I thought it was like the chain reaction of bringing nuclear weapons into the world. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Whatever. Yeah. Or the hell thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, do you want some reviews here from some people who have written in? Yes, I would. Uh, also, uh, just one thought I had was um, right at the start of the movie, and I think it sets a real tone. Uh, he's just about to murder one of his professors. Yeah. He's just, just 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 poisoned that dude's apple. Nearly killed Kenneth Branagh. That's right. Of all people. My goodness. My goodness, yeah. That guy can do it all. He would be a bad billionaire in Tenet. Yep. He'd be a nice nice fella. He could be a guy in Dunkirk. That's right. He was a real guy also. I should watch Dunkirk again. Yeah. I think I was really tired when I watched it. Okay. All right, this is from Nate who says, just saw Oppenheimer in IMAX and now I am become deaf. Oh. Because <laughs> it would have been very loud. Very loud. You know what? I appreciate it. I don't know if I don't know if Nolan talk about the audio. Yes, I'm, I don't know if Nolan listened or he just decided to go a different way. Or he decided to listen. Yeah, maybe he decided to listen <laughs> to his movies. That yes, he's that's right. Uh, it was nice that I could hear all the dialogue. Yeah, because my God, if I couldn't hear, if I if if the audio mix was the same in this movie as it was in Tenet, I would have left. I think. Uh, well, with so much of this, it hinges on the dialogue. I mean, it's just dialogue, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And there were even moments where in this where they name somebody, and I'm like, it takes me a second. I'm like. Who are they talking about? Right. And it make because it make you have to fucking yeah. lock into it, yeah. you know. But I think to this film's credit, it's structured so bizarrely. But I think him doing that for years and maybe not getting it right every time. I know, for like for a lot of people, including me, I didn't love Tenet. It was confusing to the point where, like, no, I understand this like all works, uh-huh. but all, but I don't care to follow any of this. Right, okay, I don't yeah. care if they're running backwards down a mountain while a, while a building explodes upwards or oh. whatever. Like, I don't, I don't care. That's my jam, James. <laughs> Uh, this is from Raccoon Waymond who says, Things I didn't know. Oppenheimer was a bit of a root rat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he sure was. Uh, looking forward to hearing the Weekly Planet boys talk about Oppenheimer. And his root ratness. Yeah. There's a moment where there's a you find out during it, well, he's having multiple affairs. Yeah, but one of them is just like, oh, he, he was having an affair with this woman. <laughs> yeah, whose husband time. died. And he's just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, from his perspective, he just had that affair and he didn't think about didn't it. Didn't think about know? it. Yeah. And Xavier Stewart says, Oppenheimer is long, good. Oscar good, but uh, just too long. So, yeah, fair enough. Do you think this is going to win a bunch of awards? Yes, mm. it should. Yeah. Um, also, I don't care. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Now let's talk about a different movie. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Barbie. On okay. A, on a budget of $145 million, uh, this box office, uh, well, this is very interesting. It has the biggest U.S. opening day of the year at $70 million. Yeah. And it's going to be a $150 million U.S. opening weekend. Uh, and that's going to be about three hundred million worldwide. That's it's, huge. It's the biggest movie of the year so far. I know, obviously, that will change in the, in the in the next few weeks, depending how audiences, you know, whether they carry it or not. I think yeah. the biggest movie of the year at the moment is Mario, mm-hmm. but you know, big brands are having a yeah. big time. This I mean, this year. might be one like this might be just a huge opening weekend. Yeah, and everybody, you know, everybody had a big party time, and they all dressed in pink, and they went to the cinemas, and yep. And maybe maybe it'll drop off, but I think you know. I, I think, think it's going to have legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I read, and I don't know if this is accurate. This is this is up there with in terms of opening weekends. This is up there with Ms. Marvel and Black Panther. Yes, in terms of just like huge openings. Yeah. So if you if you if you take superhero movies out of the equation, this is this is one of the. Biggest. I think it's really interesting that at the moment, I think we're in we're in like a transitional period between a certain type of superhero movies mm. and Disney live-action remakes. We're in the endgame now. Yeah. That's from the, the well, movie we endgame. And maybe like, Infinity War. There was this MCU era, and I think we're now just like, what's next? Yeah. Huh? Because Marvel movies, they're not doing what they used to do. That's true. And now this does $300 million at opening weekend. Big brands mm. forever, I guess. Big brands. For a while. 
Yeah. Trell's Toys, Atomic Bombs, just two big brands. You My know? God. Yeah. What do you, you go on. think yes. the story was? Oh, all right, Barbie. Barbie yep. lives in Barbie land. Yep. She's a Barbie girl. She lives in a Barbie world. Yeah. Life's fantastic, something plastic, however the song goes. Brush your hair, et cetera. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But then. Yeah. And she, and she lives with all the other Barbies yep. and Kens and so forth. And they're, they're all Barbie. They're all Barbie and They're all Ken. having their own little thing. And Alan's there also. Alan's and there also. And like, everybody's having a lovely time. But then Barbie's all like, oh, my life. is it's, I'm having an existential crisis. I'm having a little existential crisis. Things aren't working as, as well as they should. Uh, and uh, and she goes to visit Weird Barbie and Weird Barbie says, well, it's probably something out in the outside, out in the real world. you got to yeah. go visit the real world. You can get yeah. to the real world if you want to and they can get here also. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you've got to go out and go on a little adventure. And so her and Ken get out there in the real world. Adventure ensues. That's right. Mm-hmm. And they have a good time and a bad time sometimes. Oh, oh wow. As well. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed this. I enjoyed it too. What a fun time. Yeah. And also. Yes. It's very funny. It's very funny. It's not like wall-to-wall gangs. No. But there's a lot of them. No, but there's a lot of them, and I think they all land. Yeah. I don't think I – there was a single joke where I was like, ugh. Yeah. Like, I really – all worked for me. So director Greta Gerwig, really good choice for this. Uh Again, you take somebody with a very particular, like, idea, Mm -hmm. because this movie, like Oppenheimer, they are very different. Yes. It's about (laughs) something in the sense that, like, this is a very – specific vision. Mm. I think there are so many ways that this movie could have just been dreadful, dreadful. or nothing. Yeah. Like it's battleship or it's, I don't know. Transformers. Transformers. The emoji movie. Right. It could have been just like, and now there's this Barbie and now there's this Barbie and now there's, and also you, you get that if you want to see different Barbies, right. there's sure. like a hundred of them or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh-huh. I just think the narrative of this is very funny you know what and this reminded me of, and I'm not sure if it's just because Will Ferrell was in it, but it felt to me like Anchorman. <laughs> yeah, just a yeah, stupid yeah. premise and a stupid adventure and everybody's stupid Everyone's in it. so stupid. And it's, just, and it's just a vehicle for – and, you know, it's got, it's got some meaning behind it. Yeah. And, and I, I do not doubt that, you know, for, for, for people who grew up on Barbie yeah. and, and, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a particular monologue towards the end of it, which I think probably resonates with a lot of people who played with Barbie yeah. as kids – and grew up in a world that was not like Barbie's world. Yeah. I think that would, you know, I think that's really interesting. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people in my showing sort of, you know, it resonated with them and they enjoyed that. But not you. No, I hated it. <laughs> no, but I, but it, it was just, I just felt like it was just, even though I don't know anything about Barbie yeah. and I don't know anything about the, the, the characters or how people played with Barbie or what have you, yeah. it seemed like a, just, an, just an accurate representation of that and also just dumb and, so it's a it's a dumb smart movie. It I absolutely thought. is. It was yeah. very. Like, I think the Anchorman. That's a really good comparison. It felt very kind of sharp, but also just just put a bunch of stupid characters in the world and see how they yeah. react to that world. I thought that was really interesting. I th- and you know, it was also good. Yeah. The trailer doesn't show the entire movie. No, this was went directions that I didn't know, and it's funnier than I thought it was going to be. Absolutely. Also. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I also think that like. I think I've seen people mention like the aesthetic of this is it's really interesting, but at the same time, isn't it just Barbie stuff but but big? Because everything in the world of yeah. Barbie Land, they're real world toys or I mean like the sets, yeah, as in like in the vehicles, they're real, they're things from the toys that they make, yeah, big. But and I they, think, and they built them for real, yeah, it's all real. And apparently, at one point, they ran out of pink. I don't Cal- doubt California it. <laughs> ran out of pink paint or something because they used up all the pink paint. I think also. 
like just being like it's just the toys but big is selling it short because doing that this could look like shit absolutely and also uh that's cool yeah <laughs> so here's here's two things that are cool Really small things that have been made really big Agreed. and really big things that have been made really small. <laughs> yeah, man. You know? Yeah. Incredible. I love that sort of stuff. I think also it balances. I mean, the... Ant-Man, Quantumania, notwithstanding. Yeah. Didn't, didn't nail that, really. No, it didn't, no. did it? But I, otherwise. I think it also balances the way that different people experience Barbie growing up. Because you have diff- even characters within this movie, yes. they react differently to seeing Barbie in the real world. Mm. There is that element of that like this is an inspirational character and this is aspirational to me because barbie to me and all the barbies believe this yes that they are actually showing women that you can be and do anything yes uh and which is incredible like imagine if you were a pilot or an engineer or president or whatever but on the flip side of that a bunch of people are just like this is fucking unattainable and yeah. awful and fake. And Barbie is like the, <laughs> yeah. you know, she she is Margot Robbie. She is like perfectly yeah. thin and tall and blonde. And, and I'm none of those and things. And everything she does is effortless and, yeah. and wonderful. And she always has the perfect outfit. And in the real world, everything gets in the way of that. Yeah. You know, genetics and, and, and money and, you know. The way the world is the structured. The way the world is yeah. structured, exactly, yeah. I thought that was really interesting where it, it does, because I know – like Claire, who hasn't seen this movie yet, my wife, she's more on that kind of thing as a kid that just like, I don't, this isn't my kind of thing. Interesting. I'm not, this isn't me and okay. I don't like it. Her favourite toy as a child was disgusting grub dolls. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like you was the tag. Put them in the mud. <laughs> that's right. Leave, put, leave put, them in the mud. Put them in the mud where you live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, so, I mean, not to get too deep into the plot without spoilers, but so, so Barbie and Ken decide to go... Look, and the mechanics of the Barbie world and how I love that the they just go. It doesn't really matter. It's not important. It doesn't it doesn't matter. No. I also I don't care that Barbie Land is real and there's also the real world and how do you get in between them? I don't give a shit. I don't need an explanation of different realms and portals and a yeah, magic yeah. spell and a ghost or whatever. Because it's Anchorman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In it's Anchorman, Anchorman, there's no need to explain why all the why all the different news teams show up in an alley and fight each other. <laughs> yeah. It's not important. Exactly. There's a pre-existing beef yep. we don't have to think about. But so so Barbie and Ken go to the real world and what Barbie discovers, or what they both discover is that the real world is nothing like that ant- anticipated. Yeah. But where where Barbie finds that that is quite confronting, yeah. Ken is like, oh, this, this, is, is, this is rad as hell. Yeah. Kind of thing, you know, their, he, their, their expectations. He gets caught up in the manosphere of he it does all. Get, yeah, that's exactly right, yeah. Uh, which I, I quite enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, Margot Robbie's great as Barbie, and I think, like, she's funny, but on the back end of this, she's just falling apart. And she does that really well. She's no. got she does some genuinely like really good like emotional moments mm. in this, and just up close of her face and like crying and oh. feeling emotion and like experiencing things for the first time and the wonder and the shock of yeah, things. Uh-huh. Just killed it genuinely, really good. Yeah. And Ryan Gosling is is very funny in this. Absolutely, as well. yeah. yeah. Maybe his funniest thing he's done. Probably, yeah. He's just very funny. And what I like about. And I, uh, this will probably be a criticism where all the Kens in this, they're, they're all kind of portrayed as like stupid and vapid and in they're, they're basically in the service of Barbie because that's what Ken the figure is. Yes. But I also – Because Ken, Ken is an afterthought, really. Yeah. Girls who had Barbie would have ten Barbies and maybe a maybe Ken. Maybe a Ken, yeah. yeah. But what I, I think feel like – and you mentioned this – where everybody in this movie 
is a moron. Yes. Like all the Barbies think that what they're doing is definitively good and they've yeah. changed the world forever for good and yeah, yeah, yeah. the real world is fixed uh-huh. and they are happy with the work that they have done when it's like the real world is the real world, you know? Mm, yeah. And I just – I thought that was just – that dyna- the dynamic of all that was really interesting. Yeah, I like I, – I, you know, look, we, we should we shan't be dwelling on it, but I thought – I've seen some reviews that were like, well, this movie's anti-men. And it's not even so. it's not even anti Ken. No, it's just they're 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 having a you know a, a, a relatively stakes free adventure. Yeah. you know, and also Nobody's like really, it's not this in what happens in this movie. None of it's really anybody's fault. It's also like, it's like saying John Wick Four is anti men because some of the men in it are bad. That is anti men. That is very anti men. But also like, and this is can be said of all movies. It just might not be for you. Yeah, no, and that's I th- true. and I think also like this isn't for. Really little kids. Right. Like yeah, I have uh-huh. a three-year-old daughter. I wouldn't take her to this. I think she'd probably enjoy like like the colours of it initially and all of that. But when you get into the back half and it's like weird and existential and like <laughs> there's there's like speeches about the real world and like uh-huh. depression and all these things. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I'm not, and, and, and women expectations of women in yeah, the real world. And I'm and... not saying that like I just think she'd be bored potentially. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I might take her at some point. But, but at the same time I think if you've got a kid between like maybe six or eight – and it, of of whatever gender, I think you could totally take them to this, and I think you'd be selling a kid short to be like there are elements of this which are too grown up because yes, I think uh, maybe there are for some uh, kids, and and there's definitely a bunch of stuff that would go over their heads. But I think there's a really interesting discussion to be had yeah. about how the real world actually operates here and the way that yeah. it's it's portrayed here. And I think you, kids are kids are smart. Yeah, yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head there where you said. There's a lot of stuff that goes over their heads. Yeah, but like a lot of movies used to do that. There's a like, beach off joke. Yeah, that's you know? right. It's and like the, and the, you know, the The Simpsons was built on early, yeah. season, at least early seasons. Of the Simpsons was built on. There's stuff for the kids, and there's stuff that goes over the kids' heads, and so much of the rewatchability of that sort of stuff was. Yeah, you could rewatch a thing you watch as a kid and go, "Oh, I get that." Now. Masters of the Universe, I get it now. That's right. <laughs> E-Man is okay. All right. Wow. <laughs> I'm oh at the God. movie. The incredible oh. movie we watched yeah, recently. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, I, there's a fight scene in this. Oh, yep. <laughs> Just out of nowhere. Yeah. There's a, I mean, that's very Anchorman as well, there's isn't it? There's a musical number out of nowhere. God, there's some of the use in – there's a particular oh, – there's two fight sequences. Yes. Yeah. I meant the one, one – the, the Scott one, Pilgrim one? On one? The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there's, a, there's a moment where there's a particular song which I guess – which the Ken sing. Yes. And I just I just love that choice yeah. and the way they set it up mm. and the way that they were singing it. And I'm just like, God, this is a good joke. Yeah. This is such a fucking oh, yeah, absolutely. good yeah. joke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just absolutely nailed all of this. Yeah. Yeah. And look, and, and again, great supporting cast. Some some of which I some I don't recognize. Yeah. Like a, a number of the Barbies I the actors I don't recognize, I don't think. Yeah. If you, you're going to bring I'm up gonna list, yeah. But like a lot of the Kens are fun. Simu Liu is fun. And yep. we got Shudi Gatwa from who's the new Doctor Who. Yep. We got the guy who's in Secret Invasion currently is the evil scroll. <laughs> yeah, that's as right. one of the Kens. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we got uh, Emma Mackey, Michael Sarah mentioned. Kate McKinnon's in it. America Ferreira is in it. Yeah. Uh, Harry Neff is a Ray as the president. There's a great joke where they'll, it's with, they ask the president at the start, they're like, why are you so great? And she's like, no comment. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just a, uh, Ariana Greenblatt, who's in 65, is in this? Oh, yeah, the the, the daughter. Yeah. The America Ferrer's daughter. Yeah. Alexandra Ship's really good in this. Mm. Just, yeah. Uh, oh, that's, that's a spoiler. I won't say that. But just, just, a, 
just a really good cast, mm. you know? Yeah. And a few little cameos. A few little cameos. But also, like, there's one cameo in this in particular. Should we do spoilers? Yeah, I'm going to say, uh, not, not a huge surprise, but I'm going to say yeah. best movie ever. I also think... A big week for best movies ever. And agreed. in different ways, and what a delightful time. I think also, like, if if you're if you're probably like, oh, this is, I don't know, Barbie movie, I don't know, is it just man-hating or whatever, you, you, it's probably not for you, like, honestly. And <laughs> yeah. maybe just don't, you don't have to, yeah, don't, maybe yeah, don't yeah. see it. And I think that's okay, because not wait everything... For the, wait, wait, a, wait a little bit of time, Yeah, because the steam will die down from all those videos of people who need content of, of sure. hating things every week. And then when that the smoke is cleared, maybe just watch it on streaming or whatever yeah. and see what you think of it. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, what a, what a week. What a week. Anyway, yeah. spoilers, big-time spoilers for Barbie. Yep. Uh, what are what we, are we spoiling here? Yeah, it's a great point. Oh, um, oh, man. There's not a ton to spoil. I mean, John Cena's in it. John Cena is in it as a mermaid. You know what that proved to me as well? Like, John Cena pops up and goes, Hi. I was. I'm just like. I'm glad this isn't just wall to wall fucking celebrity cameos. Absolutely, yeah. It just reminded me of like the Flash. Yes, and absolutely. just like now it's this guy and it's mm. this guy and it's this guy and it's yeah, yeah. And this movie is. I mean, I guess there there are cameos like throughout it. I guess, yeah. but it's more like this person plays a role in this or That's they're true, in yeah. this movie. So I guess it's not a cameo because mm. they're in it for more than one scene. That's true. I thought that was that was like delightful that it didn't hinge on wow this thing yeah, 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 you yeah. know okay i guess what we can spoil and, the, and and i mean there's a there's a lot of plot that isn't in the trailers so yeah. the 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 plot is of course that that barbie and ken go to the real world uh barbie is sort of shocked at how man how it's a, it's a patriarchy not a matriarchy <gasps> but Ken loves it because yeah. he's never encountered this and he before, loves and he has no identity. Yeah, in in the in Barbie Land, but in this place, everybody just respects him. And yeah, and, oh, I mean, well, they the don't part. really, but he thinks. He, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He thinks he thinks he gets it like an inherent amount of respect. Yeah, um, and, and then he decides that he is going to pop back to Barbie Land really quickly and sort of introduce a patriarchy. Yeah, and bra- and he he can brainwash all the other Barbies because they haven't been as exposed to the real world. So like yeah. the Martians in War of the Worlds, they're, they're exact. They're, I think do they even use that they comparison? Might, they in might this? Do. Yeah. yeah, but like the they they are vulnerable to this sort of brainwashing, and then so it becomes kind of a a, a Ken centric world where yeah. they've taken over all the Barbie houses. And what are they, what song do they play all together? Uh, push Matchbox they, Twenty. Matchbox Twenty. God, right. it's just it's so, there's a moment where the radio changes and yeah. Push comes on. And then there's just this really kind of it's not awful's not the wrong word. Mm. Awful's the wrong word because it's not awful. It's it's a genuinely good silly rendition of yeah yeah that's right. And I never really like I know that song, but when you listen to the lyrics uh-huh. and in this context, it's yeah. just like the perfect just like just like a grubby guy kind of like yeah right. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just just yeah. a self hating kind that's of song. Right. So yeah, anyway, so they, so they go back to Barbie Land and they all the Kens be, become part of this yeah. uh, Ken. Manosphere, but they don't really understand it. No, yeah, and and they don't know why they're doing it. And I like that the you know there you know the the stakes were not. We we know they're gonna all gonna get out of it fine, and everybody's gonna learn a lesson. And like the idea that the Ken, what the Kens eventually learn is that they've got to get their own interests. Basically, they've got to develop their own. Yeah, they 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 don't have to be just Barbie and Ken. Yeah, it's Barbie and 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 Ken. Right? Someone gets shot in this. I think it's shot with an arrow, I think. I think, isn't there a moment where one of the bored people gets shot in the arm? Is like, there's no guns here, and then he gets shot? Yeah. I did that happen? That did happen, yeah. Okay, cool. It, right. I don't think, it might have been Will Ferrell, I can't remember. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, there's a great scene where Alan beats up a bunch of men. <laughs> I think that's funny. Again, funny. Shades, shades of Scott Pilgrim. And it's really funny, also, because just before that, they try to build a wall to 
trap everybody in Barbie land, but they haven't worked out. <laughs> they're, only, they're building a wall like straight up. Yeah, so it's like 20 <laughs> feet high, but it's just one brick. Yeah, oh, great. Um, I don't know. I think I think it's probably like you could say it's a bit on the nose where there's like there's just like a speech about patriarchy and body image and what it means to be a child and aging and all of those things. But I thought that was like, America Ferreira's in this. Yes. And I thought it was just really well delivered yeah. and she's really great at this. And she was ugly Betty. And she was ugly Betty. Yeah. So it hits all the more. It hits home, home you know? doesn't it? She gets it. Um, yeah. I don't know. Just fun bits. Let me think. Barbie goes to a gynecologist at the end. Oh, that's see, that's, we talk, if we're talking great jokes. Mm. That's the perfect one to end on. Just the and idea. one that kids go, what? Yeah. And, and you, cause <laughs> but that's a joke you can explain to like that's a kid. True, yeah. You can be like, well, that's. It's a, it's yeah. a setup to early when she said she didn't have a vagina. Yeah. Right? So, um, but I, yeah, I like that because you think she's going to go to a job interview. Yeah. And she's going to become a Because I was like, oh, what kind of job is this going to be? Architect or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah. Oh, Good man. Stuff. Do you reckon there's going to be second Barbie? They'd have to be after this, right? I mean, financially, I think they'd have to be second Barbie. But yeah. what do you put in... Second Barbie. You second Barbie. Well, I don't know. Well, they've, they've it's up to Greta Gerwig, isn't That's it? Right. And, and Noah Baumbach. Baumbach. And Noah Baumbach. Noah Baumbach. Well. Yeah. Well, they, um, I think they're talking about a Ken spinoff or whatever. Okay. So, you know. Anyway, right. it seems hard to be that buff. But, uh, it would be, wouldn't it? God, he was shirtless the whole time <laughs> yeah, pretty that's much. Right, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a young man's game as well. He's in his game. 40s, so, you yeah. know. But uh, got some reviews here. Okay. This one's from Ryan Hunt who says, just got out of Barbie, enjoyable performances all around, but missed the mark on the ending by a long shot. Benson Maid said, I'm in Chicago, baby. Still made uh, time for Barbie, then Oppenheimer, though, and pleased I did. Left me questioning everything about being a man in this world and what beautiful things I may have destroyed in pursuit of my dreams. Everyone else went about their day. And Vinton says, I think everyone should see the Barbie movie because there's something for everyone to learn about, about the world, people, and themselves. So mm. there you go. I agree. Yeah. Again, I think if you like Anchorman, yeah. it's fun. It's funnier than Anchorman 2. I think, yeah, I, I don't Ooh. know if I've seen Anchorman 2. Ooh. Do you think I'm going to get some comments? I think you're going to get some comments, my friend. I think, I think you should rewatch Anchorman 2 before you make a comment, by mm. the way. Like rewatch it now. Yeah, yeah, right now. Wow, good week for two movies. Good week for two movies. And I, this counter programming, I just, I'm, they're gonna Hollywood is gonna try and replicate this. Yes, I just don't. I don't think these two together it cannot be done. I don't think it can either. You know, it. I mean, they often try to jump on a trend. You know, after Titanic, they're like. I don't know, we'll do we'll talk about, you know, like Pearl Harbor. Yeah, What's yeah. another historical epic we can do? They have to do two movies yeah, yeah. that are on like polar opposites in terms of like demographics and they have to come out the same week and people have to have the same level of hype. For well, them. James, here's a letter. Yeah. I was gonna put this in letters, but I'll put it go give it to you now. Whoa. This is from Chase. Chase. Uh, hey James and May, so did you see the recent announcement that Saw X and the Paw Patrol movie are gonna be coming out on the same day? Oh my god. I've seen the Saw Patrol deemed the next to Barbenheimer. This feels like another classic example of Hollywood not learning the correct lesson from something would love your thoughts. Correct. It absolutely is. That's yes. what's happening. I there. and I mean look, that also seems like So the thing about Barbenheimer is Did they is, say Saw Patrol? Was that what they said? Saw Patrol, yeah. yeah. Okay. The yeah. thing about Barbenheimer is it was it's from what I can tell, it was largely built by social media and like the yeah. general public. And and that's why it worked, I yes. think. And in also and it also it's also wild that again, from what I understand, and maybe this isn't true, but it's a weird coincidence if it's not, it's that Warner Brothers, their relationship soured with Christopher Nolan. Yes. So they put Barbie up against Oppenheimer deliberately yeah. to see if they could sink Oppenheimer. But then it's it's had this weird 
What's the what's the term? Uh, melding symbiosis. Symbiosis. That's symbiosis. Good. Where where it all worked together. Yeah. And everybody went. Not everybody, but like enough people. Everybody went. I'm went. gonna see. Isn't it? What a fun thing to see two different movies yeah. same weekend. They're so different. You know. Let's 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 make it an event. And also, you know, like I was like this week. This is inconvenient to see two movies. Yeah. yeah so like yeah, I don't yeah. want to be going. Double bills of anything, like <laughs> it's true, yeah. I was like, this is a fucking hassle. Yeah, I and also next week is clear. Yeah, but but also I'm glad, like these are two movies that, I mean, if one of these movies I didn't, I just wouldn't have seen. We would have done a week of, like That's if we had true. heard one was terrible or whatever, we would have yeah. done one and not the other. That's probably, probably true. You know? I mean, what I think may happen as well is that you know, people are aware that this is inconvenient. Maybe they just saw one and then next week they're gonna. They've yeah. heard the net, they've heard the other one is also good, and they'll yep. hopefully that the the head of steam will keep going, and yeah. people will you know, and lessons will not be learned. Oh, well, exactly. That's the I mean, that's the thing. Hollywood will attempt to replicate this, and it yes. will not work. It'll be Morbius two and <laughs> Morbius three, back to back on the same back. weekend. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. What do I see first? I don't know. Morbius three, obviously. Yeah, Morbius three, and then then don't see two. Yeah. <laughs> Morbius 2, The Legend of Tyrese's Arm. <laughs> pow, pow. It's got pow. lasers. All right, what should we do, Mason? Uh, we should do what we're reading. Yeah. What we're going to read. Let's do that now. I'm doing a thing. What are we reading today? Well, Mason, this is the segment where we talk about what's up. And what's up with you? That's what a have great you been question. I've got one. Okay, go ahead. I watched uh, the first two episodes with my son of My Adventures with Superman. Oh, good. Uh, it's like Invincible, but it never turns. Oh, right, interesting. It's like the first bit it's of Invincible. It's and charming before anybody gets their head punched off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Interesting. Uh, even aesthetically. I'm yeah. like, it's got that kind. I know there are anime influences and he's got yeah, that right. Sailor Moon suit I've seen and all that kind oh, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's like a fun thing. And my son liked it and he was like, is this a show from when you were a kid? And I'm like, no, this is new. And he goes, what? <laughs> he didn't know. Wow. Yeah, I'm like, this is new to me. My so, goodness. But no, I, I, I enjoyed it. I think okay. I'm going to continue watching it with my son. Interesting. I read the first two issues of a comic book on Skybound called Void Rivals. I've read Void Rivals. Which is? Rivals. I've um, read the first one. Ah, uh, interesting. So it's Robert Kirkman yes. is writing it. And I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy second Void Rivals now. So it's, you gonna do the twist? I'll 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 explain them. Th- so the first issue is about two humanoid aliens from two rival like alien races yeah, who are engaged in a war, but the but two of the two of their spaceships crash on like an asteroid. I already bought part two. I pre ordered it. It's time to read part it two. It is, yeah. Uh, and then and they're like and and they 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 crash separately on this on this rock and they they nearly come to blows and they're going to kill one another but then they find some common ground and they're like okay well it's time to maybe we can salvage components of my ship and your ship yeah. and we'll put it all together and it's like where is this leading yeah um and anyway spoilers, spoilers. time for spoilers they're like maybe we should Maybe we can get some parts off that ship. Oh, there's a crashed ship. Anyway, that ship turns out to be Jetfire <laughs> from the Transformers, <laughs> and we're in a Transformers universe yep. somehow. They're and he's just... been there for like a million years. years. <laughs> so this is that's part... the first issue. Yeah, I haven't read the second okay, one. Okay, so yeah. this well, this this um this is part of what's called the Energon universe, which is apparently now it's it's Hasbro's. It's going to be part of their. Transformers and G.I. Joe universe, but they're oh, okay, also adding yeah. new elements and they've got Robert Kirkman. Yeah. So Invincible, speaking of, and The Walking yeah. Dead and a trillion other things is is leading this up. 
God, imagine a movie like this. Right? <laughs> oh, like the jet they, fly was they, in they, it. They don't reveal that. It's so, so it's like Oppenheimer, but they're like, how do we get some? How do we, we're running out of plutonium. I'm over this plutonium in there. And it's Grimlock. <laughs> and he eats you. In that dinosaur's mouth. <laughs> um,. Yeah, it's cool. really interesting. Yeah, I really like the first one. And the, second one's good. This the second issue has an even more obscure reference in it. Is it like Rob the Space Knight or something? No, it's still Transformers based. Okay, but it's even more. All right, maybe I'll read that tonight. Yep, yeah, please do. Great. Uh, what else? Um, I haven't watched the bear yet. No, so I don't know if they're ever going to catch that bear. I can spoil it for you now. Whether they catch the bear? They shoot the bear in this in that first episode. Oh man! And then the bear's in the ICU, and they're okay. all remorseful. So they're right. all huddling around the bear's yeah, bed while it's yeah, in a yeah, coma. Yeah, yeah. yeah wow. And then in the last episode, it wakes up from the coma and it kills everybody <laughs> oh, in the hospital room. Wow! Okay. Yeah. Even the main guy from the bear, you know, the guy that everybody loves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just kills him first. Damn. Yeah. Who's gonna make the sandwiches in season three of the bear? Well, that's what the bear said. <laughs> So the bear got kind of meta. <laughs> yeah. He killed every. So did he feel remorseful? I don't think so. I think it was more kind of just thinking out loud. <laughs> wow. Wow. I yeah. mean, you would wonder, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know the bear could talk Yeah, either. yeah. I wonder if because he just – maybe he just saw a bunch of people around his his hospital bed and he killed them all. Yeah. And then after that he realised it was the cast of the TV series The Bear. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know whether they're going to recast everybody. Mm. Like is it a is – it You the, can't recast The Bear. No. Do you go with like the MASH effect? Are you familiar with this? Yes. Where you basically you, – you, the next people you write into the show are mm. the opposites of the current ones. So since Jeremy Allen White was killed by that bear, you'd get Michael Ian Black. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And, instead and of a, so forth. Instead of a bear, you might do a dolphin. Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. Which is the opposite of a bear. So we're talking Flipper starring Michael Ian Black. <laughs> exactly. Okay, right. Interesting. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah. Should we move on? We should move on momentarily. All right. Because the next segment's called Letters. Ah. And we treat ourselves to a letters theme that I play off my phone. And it's right here. Yeah. The classic one was letters, oh letters, we love you. Some letters, they're only a day away. We're going to hear right now, we're going to do letters. We are going to do letters. We did a Ninja Turtles Let's Play this week, didn't we? Yes, we Big did. Bigsandwich.co oh of God, the we... arcade and then another game. That's right. All the way through, baby. That's a mm. Bigsandwich.co. It's exclusive. It's paywalled. You cannot get to it unless you give us some money. That's There's right. There's also a bunch of other stuff that's there. That's right. The whole back catalog's already. Don't up. you want to see two men play Ninja Turtles the arcade game? Yes, I do. Yeah, um, and in addition to that, we're doing the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles movie starting this week for Caravan of Garbage. Oh, yeah. I didn't mention that at the end of the last video, I don't think, but it, we are doing that. That's so exciting. That's cool. Anyway, Mason, if you do want to reach the show, hashtag WeeklyPlanetPod on Twitter or WeeklyPlanetPod at gmail.com. Now, Collings reminded me that it's actually been two years since Snake Eyes was released. Oh, wow. We were actually supposed to look at the Snake Eyes movie this week, mm. but we're not going to do three movies in a week. Oh, my there God. There is a gap next week. Much that I'd love to say three best movies ever in a week. I would love that. There's sim- there simply yeah. is not time. But before, So there's a gap next week, and then it's Ninja Turtles. So next week, would you like to do Snake Eyes for real, though? Actually, let's do Snake Eyes. So if, yeah. if you haven't watched oh it, God. now's the opportunity. The Snake Eyes anniversary <laughs> episode. That's exciting. Snake anniversary. Oh Did you see there might be a God. Snake Eyes video game? No. Yeah, they might be developing a Snake Whoa, Eyes video game. Oh, it could be part of that thing I mentioned earlier. That's right. Did I say hashtag WeeklyPlanetPod and WeeklyPlanetPod at gmail.com already? Yes. Great. This is from Deej. says hashtag WeeklyPlanetPod. With Spider-Man 2 releasing later this year, there's a lot of speculation as to who Venom is. Did you hear that it's not Eddie Brock in that game? Yes, Apparently. could be almost anybody. Here we go. Apparently in the video game universe, Eddie Brock and Peter Parker haven't met. So who? Oh. Maybe it's Peter. Maybe it's Harry Osborn. 
It's Harry, right? I think it's Harry, yeah. 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 Has he been a Venom before? We know he's been a Goblin. He has been a Goblin, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. He goes, Goblin. It might be Norman Osborn. It could be. Mm. Could it be Miles? Because Peter does get the oh. suit in it. He yeah, that's has true. the black suit. I don't think yeah. it'd be Miles. Could be Craven. Could be Craven. Mm. Yeah. Because Craven does seem to not particularly care for that Spider Man character. That's true. Cra- mm. Craven's had the symbiote before. He has. I mean, they all have, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Anything else? I don't know. I mm. think it's probably Harry. What about you, Mason? I want to find an email. I'll do this. I then. had one from earlier. Oh yeah, you did your email already. That's right. I'll Nation- find another one. That's fine. There's some nations of eagles who said, "Hey, James and Mason, really excited to go see Oppenheimer in the next few days." Well, I haven't seen it yet. I imagine it's about Oppie's regret on making something that'll change history for the worst. Is there a video or bit you've done on the pod that you've immediately regretted, regretted putting out there? Really love <laughs> listening to the pod each week. Hashtag Weekly Planet Pod. Yes. Oh. It's when I make a. Obvious error yes. that I should have picked up on because okay. I know people will just remind me of it. Interesting. Or I don't clarify a point clear enough and people correct me on a thing that I already know. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, Those right. are my – and also, like, there's a bunch of videos that I don't like that I don't watch. It's most of them. Mm. They go out in the world and they disappear to me. Right, okay, They're yeah. gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I try not to say anything too mean about anybody. I think that's no. one thing we've learned about this sort of thing is, yeah. like, you know, very rarely does anybody set up to make, a like, a bad – I completely Bad agree. Thing, and know. often it's... You know, I mean, sometimes it's a tax write-off. Yeah, but. sometimes it is. But often the movies that we don't like, there's the reason I don't like them isn't because it's a particular vision. It's because somebody, like, fucked it along the way. Yeah, true, yeah. You know? Yeah. Or the number of people, number of factors. Mm. But there's no, like, there's very few, like, directors where I'm like, I hate all the movies you do and I hate... I don't yeah. think there's anybody, actually, no. that I'm like, and I hate you. Yeah. Also, I don't want to, you know, I'm glad also we don't beef with anybody. That's true. There's a yeah. lot of like. I was just YouTubers, thinking about that. And I just, like yesterday. I don't have the energy for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And don't yeah. get me wrong, there's a lot of YouTubers where I'm like, this guy fucking sucks. Right. For a lot yeah. of personal reasons, which I won't get into. Yeah. But why? Yeah, exactly. What, am I, what would I be doing? Also, I think like oftentimes you hear behind the scenes stories, not necessarily about like YouTube people, but often like, you know, CNN, you know, all the big yeah. news networks comment and they people get on and they get in, get in huge beefs with each other, you know, on on, yeah. on the air. And then afterwards they're just like, oh, was that good? Good yeah. work, you know, kind of thing. It's like yeah. none of you believe in any of this. No, of I don't want to have an argument with somebody who's like, well, actually Barbie's woke or whatever, and then mm. you've, you've finished the argument and you get all riled up and they're like, good, good yeah. content there. We've done that. Exactly. And it's like, you don't believe in any of no, this. What yeah. are you doing? Exactly. You know? But uh, I'll debate anybody. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I've had the opportunity to go on some shows, yes. let's say, uh-huh. and one of them uh, turned out very recently mm. to be, well, we already knew he was, I won't name who, uh-huh. we already knew he was a huge piece of shit, but it turns out he's even a bigger piece of shit than we initially uh-huh. thought. And I'm so glad. I, and it was about Wonder Woman. It was yeah. like, come on and talk about Wonder Woman. And I couldn't do it for whatever reason. And also I was like, even if I could do this, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I don't want to get in this fucking sphere yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm so glad I didn't do yeah, it. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, God, I would have never heard the end of it. Yeah. My God. So the lesson here is if anybody <laughs> asks you to do something, say no. Exactly. You know? Yeah. What's, oh, it might be a new opportunity for me. <laughs> forget it. Just forget <laughs> it. Oh, no, work with people who are nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like me and Sal from Comic Pop are going to record a thing on Jaws like mm. coming up. And, like, yeah, I'll talk to, like, nice people about things That's right. any day of the week, unless I'm busy and I won't. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, what do you got, Mason? Here's an email one? from Laura. Laura. Laura emailed in and said, was Secret Invasion this dull in the comics? 
Oh, hey guys, love the show, long time listener. Genuine question, but was Secret Invasion this dull in the comics? The Scroll Resistance is literally literally just a group of mercenaries. I was anticipating this secret ominous threat where you can't figure out who is who, but instead they just walk around as the same person the whole time. Uh, they also seem to have done the most... I don't know if there was not really any spoilers in this. I don't think. Uh, blah, 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 blah. They also seem to have done the most minor government infiltration. Like with millions of scrolls, surely they would have had the entire government branches replaced. Like from episode five, why do they need to convince the president to bomb Russia? I thought their game plan would be to just replace him. I don't know. I didn't see episode five. I couldn't tell you. Okay, I'm right. going to watch it. But look, as somebody who heartily endorsed this show before it came out, that's you know, right. Paid advertising. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I actually still think it's not very great. Mm, interesting. <laughs> but I'll stand by that. Well, see the thing about. I mean, look at the cast. Why is this? Why is this like? I feel. It, look, I it should be great, yeah. right? E- Amelia Clark has gotten in on like the tail end of Marvel, yeah, and the tail end of the Terminator franchise, and the tail end of the Han Solo universe. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, her and um, uh, Olivia Coleman, yeah, and, and uh, I mean Samuel L. Jackson's the in guy it. from Barbie. His name I yep. cannot recall, but yep, it's, absolutely. it's Kingsley Ben related. Yep. Um, Don Cheadle's in it. Yeah, it's a great cast. The thing is, I think that the 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 reason that the comic book version works is because they can be any superhero. They whatever. can be any superhero, and nobody had nobody's contract with the with Marvel Comics has yeah. run out, and you can't use them anymore. Yeah, because or like you know, there's no Robert Downey Jr. is out of contract, and so they killed his character, and yeah. you can't bring him back. You know, everybody's still in. You don't have to pay, well. I mean, you don't have to pay anybody ten million dollars for a brief appearance mm. where you go, "Oh, it's Thor," but actually, he's a scroll or whatever. Yeah. So you are really just reduced to therein. the The entire premise of Secret Invasion in the comic books was that the scrolls had developed a method to transform into various heroes, take all their memories and all yeah. their powers, and so they were indistinguishable from the heroes. And a lot of them had been sleeper agents for. Could make years. a good movie. Could make an incredible movie. In 2017. That's exactly right. <laughs> but you can't do that with this because, like I said, you got to, yeah. you know, you, can you get a Hemsworth in for, mm. for this or, you know. Um, and so they've had to go, well, they're just, they're just copying regular people. Maybe so. you do like, if you're going to do it like this small scale, I don't know, Nick Fury's in space and set it on a spaceship. Right. He's ah, got an yeah, Earth yeah. crew or something. Do yeah. it like Aliens or like The Thing. Yeah, Where it's work. like, well, this guy in the government's a Skrull. Great, great. I don't yeah. know who that is. Uh, we've just met him, so <laughs> that's the thing. Because there's not enough. There's not. I mean, they they sort of. We got Martin Freeman in for an episode, yeah. But there's no, and also because it's sort of been built. There's no way to build the the infrastructure for yeah. it. There's almost no characters in. And again, because there are hundreds of characters in the comic book universe. Yeah. You can just take a bunch of them and go, I remember that appearance where they said that, well, they were a scroll then or what have yeah. you. But in this, there's not enough. Yeah. There's not enough characters and there's not, there, there's not. How enough... long ago was this person a scroll? Yeah. I don't know, at the start of the series, maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. a little bit before. Yeah, that's exactly right. There's no, there's no room to, there haven't been enough events yeah. that you can point to and go, well, that's when they were a scroll. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, they might have been if they tied it in closer to some other stuff and, as you yep. mentioned, got some some of the actual superheroes in it. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I think this might be the first Marvel show where we just don't do a review video for. Maybe. I mean, I don't even know if I'm yeah. going to finish it this week. Mm. I mean, I might. But you like, might, yeah. I also, what do I say? Yeah. I don't know. It was all right. <laughs> was it, though? I don't know. Yeah. Was it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> it could just be us. 
looking at like a the Wikipedia plot summary of every episode and being like, Rhodey runs down the street. Yeah. Was that good? Was that good? That's the thing, right? Like, I I couldn't even like recount to you what mm. like why wow, that thing happened. Well, Martin Freeman fell off a roof. Did he? That was that was good, right? It was good. It was Did good. he though? Yeah, I think so. Or he got shot or something. Yeah. Yeah. Did he though? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Anyway, uh, congratulations to Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> I mean, he's put the work in, hasn't he? I mean, good performances. Yeah. You know? Anyway, anything else or should we wrap it up there? Uh, let me find one more email. You're going to love it. I want to push you away. Mason, I want to go to bed because okay, I want right. to start going to the gym again. Well, then let's cut that and let's say that I said it's the end. Okay. Okay. Let's, yeah, but we'll leave this in. Yeah, great. I love that. <laughs> go on. And you can go to your precious gym. I will. Folks, that is the whole show. Thank you so much for listening. Working on my squat. Pre- Sorry? Working on my squat. You're I'm building squat. up to a PR. So you're going to say I'm, work, I'm working towards I'm building towards one squat. I'm working my well, squat. yeah, you do. That's a PR. You do like how many? How many? Like what's one rep max? You know what in that? And the, but the one rep is so powerful. Yeah. Wow. It's gym, kind of, Mason. It's gym life. I don't like that at all. You're wearing a t-shirt that says hashtag gym life. I am wearing that. That's true. <laughs> and you're dabbing. But that's in memory of my friend Jim, spelled G Y M. But he's alive. Yeah. <laughs> but he's embarrassing, so he doesn't leave the house. But it's in memory of him. <laughs> Can I meet him? No, you cannot. <laughs> so go on. Oh, sorry. Uh, folks, thank you for listening. Get light. It is you very can tell. light. You can immediately tell the switch has flipped. Uh, folks, uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for telling your friends about the show because that is how we get new listeners. Thank you for leaving a five-star review Yo. on your podcast, Catcher of Choice. James, you got any five-star reviews? Because if a- you do, we'll read them out. Less than five stars, we won't read them out. That's exactly right. You're dead on. This is from Too Many Files, who just did this in app. Any app. It says like cereal. Not any app. Sort, yes, any app you're listening to, Mason. Oh, Sort John uh, I'll do it on my clock app on my phone. Oh, my no, God, you I can listen. do it. No, you oh, my God, I can do you it, though. listening. Okay. You're too caught up in gym life. Don't worry mm. about him. Mason, any app that you listen to this on. Oh, yeah. So saw John Farnham perform You're the Voice live on top of the pops in grade seven as a poor expat living in Belgium and thought it was the mantra for my life. James and Mason's weekly investigation of the haunting and grisly origins of this harrowing song makes the twice-weekly pot a must-list in 10 stars. Hope he sees justice. One link in a chain reaction. It's from KJ Kiv who says... Five stars also. I think you messed up. The title says that for the recently posted Caravan of Garbage V for Vendetta, but the audio is about the killing joke. Uh, still great, but I want to fix that. We did fix that. Thank you. Did we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good on us. All over that. It's good That's to terrific. know. terrific. Folks, yeah. if you want to get in contact with us, you can go to weeklyplanetpod at gmail.com at Facebook or Twitter at Bandcamp. You can go to the Planet Broadcasting Great Mates mm-hmm. Facebook group. You can go to the Weekly Planet Podcast subreddit and Discord if you want to have fun. Yo. Civil discussions about podcasts and pop culture. And why wouldn't Yo. you? Uh, let's see uh, if you want to uh, follow some people on Yo. social media. Media. First follow our friend Rob Collings. He's at Rob Collings on Twitter. He's at The Weekly Planet on Twitter. He edits this podcast. He does the socials. He does all the stuff. As he does. He's the best. As he does. It's got skills. I agree. That's exactly right. Uh, you can follow me at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter and Nick Mason on Instagram. James is Mr. Sunday Movies everywhere. everywhere. If you want to support the show, you go to patreon.com slash Mr. Sunday Movies. Chuck in a buck or an amount you would not miss. Not patreon.plop. Although... Now you've said it, we have to buy it. Good. Um, we have to, we have to, we have to petition that company in Germany, that that organization that hands out like domains or whatever. Oh yeah, and I get love them those. Commission dot plop. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a nightmare. But anyway, go to Patreon dot plop. That's where we are. Or you can go to BigSandwich.co, Sign up for nine US dollars per month. Bonus podcast, movie commentaries, uh, video game let's plays, 
early videos, bonus podcasts, all sorts of stuff. It's crazy. It certainly is. Uh, you go to tpublic.com, search for The Weekly Planet, you can find a T-shirt. Uh, thank you to the Brute and the Basilisk and Rackham for all our musical themes. Thank you to Maisie and Fidel and Surabi for doing uh, a mod in the, bloody, the Facebook group. It's a wonderful and place. The, and doing the TikToks and doing videos and doing all sorts of stuff. They're doing, ah! they're doing the hard yards. They're the unsung heroes. They're like all those people in, in, in who work for Oppenheimer. Oh, yeah. That's how I like to think of them. I completely agree. We're the Oppenheimers. Oppenheimer. No, we're not Oppenheimer. He made that bomb. Oh, yeah. I don't want to be like that. All right. Yeah. We're, um, we're the good guys in that movie. Yeah. You know? Those guys. Let's not dwell on it. The communists? Yes. <laughs> it's exactly are they the good guys? No, I don't know if they are. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't think anybody was good in that era. I think everybody in that era was bad, just like in this era. <laughs> All right. Uh, next week, Snake Eyes, obviously. Snake Eyes, the movie. Uh, we thank you so much for listening. That's right. Grab that, Jamie, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.